What's up, everybody? Amazing news. We're going to get right into it. No introductions necessary. All right? Just kidding. Schultz here. Akash, Alex Media, Mark Gagnon. Okay, now we're going to get right into it. Uh, big time news. Not Kim Jong-un being alive still. That's amazing. Uh, but Joe Exotic has a movie that's coming out. Bruh. And who is playing Joe Exotic? Who do they have signed on? The motherfucking goat? Who? The motherfucking goatee? Nicolas Cage? So... Real talk, and I'm being 100% serious here, and I think a lot of people judge this. They judge this opinion, but I'm being 100% serious when I say this. Mm. I think Nicolas Cage is the greatest living American actor. And I mean, I know you're laughing. You're laughing. You're laughing. I'm being dead serious when I tell you this. Nicolas Cage. No, 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 no. You got to check the facts, dude. Oh, I said living. I said living. Son, I said living. You took me out of character. <laughs> I was ready to be hyped. No, no, no. No, no, no. I mean this sincerely. Like, I understand what? he's become kind of like a joke or whatever. But if you look at the body of his work, <laughs> if you look at the body of his work, where do you want to start? You want to start the titties? Yeah. Where do you want to start? The tit American treasure. You want to start in titties? Nat national um, treasure. Whatever it is. I don't know the name of that shit. Movie, Look, National Treasure. You want to start in titties, right? National Treasure 2. National Treasure is a fun hidden. time. It's a fun time. It's a good, but because of him, he's doing tricks. He's doing hijinks. He's doing English accents to get him out of things. Right? He's finding a map. He's putting on the glasses. There's more shit in the map. And hijinks. It's Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny be doing hijinks. Yo, that's how great Nicholas was. He could, you know, take that. <laughs> That could be his motivation. Real talk, and I know people think that I'm crazy. The greatest living American actor. Marlon Brando, was he American? He dead, though. Dead. Dead, though. Dead. There's other guys. De Niro. De Niro, no, no. De Niro's not as good as Nicolas Cage. Okay, all right. I think I know where you're going Nicholas, with this. De Niro's Explain. amazing at being De Niro. Pacino's amazing at being Pacino. Right. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Can be anything. Mm. A motorcycle guy with a skull fire head. <laughs> that movie was kind of fun. That's what oh I'm saying, <laughs> son. He makes something for everyone. Okay. National Treasure One, National Treasure Two. Did they do a third? Probably. Maybe. Okay. Think about it. Gone in sixty seconds. Okay. S tell me that wasn't fire. It was fire when I was Shelby. fifteen. If I rewatch Shelby, Shelby, that Shelby, that Shelby. GT. <laughs> so, uh, all right. The relationship he had start, smoked out Angelina. <laughs> smoked her out. Ooh. Smoked her out. <laughs> he threw that fucking smoke bomb. She came out like, there's <laughs> too much smoke in here. Where's okay. Nicholas Cage to save me? Right? Okay. Uh, I'm not all the way on board yet, but I'm rolling. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. All right. The plane hijack movie where they break out of. Uh, Connie! Thank you! God damn, son. They took out the fucking Hard Rock Cafe sign. Yo, Con, Con Air, Air got remember? Chappelle in it, got He's, the goat Dave in it. Dave Chappelle's in it, bro. I've never seen that. Okay, Con Air, it's a bunch Con of... Air. Now they're flying the... Um, Son, it's a plane full of convicts. convicts. John Malkovich. John Malkovich is Cyrus in it. Cyrus the virus, yo. <laughs> Cyrus the virus, yo. That's the first dap since Corona. We back. <laughs> oh, yeah, disgusting. We back. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. We back, <laughs> Al. Don't be soft. Nah, get out of here. Okay, check it. He Con Air. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Who was he? Get off your Google. Peter son. Parker and Spider-Man Noir. Whoa. Because that's something you didn't even know about Nick Cage. Yeah. That's something you didn't even know. I thought he was the pig Whoa. one. 
That's something you don't even know about Nick Cage. Nick Cage will be in shit that you don't even fucking know about. Okay? Yeah. Con Air. Didn't he do something with uh, Dead Man Walking? Didn't he win an Oscar for that? Sean Penn? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. There's another a, one. Hold so on. My recall nice to No, your recall is kind of a little too good. I'm waiting for you to say the one OG movie. Leaving Las Face Vegas. Off. There we go. There. Oh, I was saving it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm that. like, so right now you're just like but warming us up. No, nah, because I'm just putting the clip, the clip real quick. Like yeah, there we go. Like that right there. Yeah. Like, what's it called in 60 seconds? Okay. We're <laughs> <laughs> about to be called in 60 seconds. Okay. Um, we're going to get to face off in a second. But this, he did some like Las Vegas movie. Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. I didn't see it, but people spoke about it. I don't know about that one, bro. I Apparently it was, it was good. I, I think it won an Oscar. No, nah, I heard it's if, like if <laughs> so. Every like, movie just won Oscar. A lot, there's a lot of Oscar nah, winners out there. Of, oh shit! Yo, Say it. He Say got it. a couple critical darlings. Say it. He got Leaving Las Vegas. The and, one where he's on death row. No, no, no. A comedy mad people like Raising Arizona. Oh my god, son. Oh my we god. We do sleep on Nick. Nick the Quick Cage. Yo, <laughs> Nick the Quick is out here. Yo, son. Put you in a fucking sleeper hole. Get, 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 get. <laughs> like that. This is what happens when you thought you were like, oh, there's the best actor is Robert De Niro. Get, 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 get. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got you. You're tapping out. What, Mark? Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Oh, my God. Nick the Quick. Yo. You can't make that movie without Nick serving the burgers. Son. So you see mad Nicolas Cage movies. Yo, yo we all have. It. We all have face off. Let me just tell low you about key, low key. We all have fam. How the <sighs> dynamic? How, I mean, how dynamic an actor are you with face off? You start as good guy, bad guy. You know, yeah. You start as bad guy, switch that up. Uh. Good guy, mm. seamless. You don't even notice that. Like, it's amazing how that acting was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I saw some indie movie with him. Adaptation. Oh, right. my God. Right. Give me more. Hey, are you on his IMDb? Mm-hmm. Just name a random man. movie. Name a random movie. Pff, you, you want a random movie, I want bro? just go like this. And then stop it. Uh, the <laughs> Ant Bully. What? <laughs> man, come on, Mark. That's, that's how, he said a random movie. That's bro. how prolific my man is. Go like this and then stop and then hit a good one. All right. Oh, but a good one or stop? It doesn't stop. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these are kind of bombs, bro. Snake Eyes. He never bombed. All right. What about uh, Amos and Andrew? I was probably going Snake Eyes. What was that one? Snake Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Something about boxing and casinos. I didn't watch it, to be honest. But Look, I know all I'm saying is Nick Cage gets slept on. Mm. He is, without a doubt, the Wicker, greatest. Wicker Man, bro. What? Wicker we Man. We said that already. Listen, oh, Mark. Fuck. Who said Wicker Man? We said Wicker Man before. No. I would not we say did. Wicker. We, That's I too uncomfortable. Listen, Al. Look, I understand there are certain things about Nicolas Cage that you judge him by. Okay, he's had a horrible hairpiece his entire career. Oh, <laughs> entire oh, career. Let, so. can, can, I know it looks like a tumbleweed. So. That's what his hair. He goes like this. Just this one movie. I'm going to say it. I'm going to leave it here. You guys decide what you feel about it. The Rock. Oh, shit. The Rock is hot, yo. Escape. That movie where they escape from the, the fucking Alcatraz, uh, Alcatraz shit. Mm. They got to oh, sneak in. That, that shit is hot. That. That they got to sneak fire, in. Fire, yo. You got to escape in. The Rock and Sean Connery. Oh, my yo, God. Is he son. the biggest actor that made like the most straight to DVD movies? Because I don't think these were in the movie theater. Yo, these so. were in the, the movie theater. Like, the, the Rock was a, was a massive hit, sensation. 
It was a massive sensation, bro. I think at some point he was making like 20 plus million a movie. He had a lot of flops, so we, real talk, all jokes aside, he had a lot of flops, so we forget on, how son, many bangers on, he had. He didn't have a lot of flops. He didn't have a lot of flops. He released movies like albums. You know what I'm saying? He put out nine movies, ten movies. <laughs> That's the album? That's yeah. the album. He put it all at the same time. You know, he got a couple singles in there. He got a couple bangers. And then he got a couple Amos and Andes. That's how he works. But he can do comedy. He can do drama. Mm. He can do action. Mm. He did a movie where he was like a... He did some indie shit. He did a movie where he was like a robber. And then this girl like says he, she's his daughter. And it's like some crazy... Like, ah! Yep. And that, that movie got a lot of <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though, right? I do, bro. He does. No, I do know what he's saying. No, I, no, I know what he's saying. And then he got to get his daughter. He got to get his daughter back. Yep. Something like he that. He got to get his daughter something back. Something like and that. And he got to stop his robbing ways. It's something like that. Yep. Something like that. And yeah, I remember that. And then he's all like, I love you. Yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love you. He's that's like, I, the one. I wasn't there for you because I was robbing. Because I would be robbing and shit. Yeah, that's the one. Son, Nick Cage is a boss. Yo, which movie do you think would be a million Shut times the fuck better? Up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Bro. Nah, this is important, bro. Oh, that is so this important. is mad important, bro. I never mean it. It's just funny no, this timing. Mad important, I, bro. I never hey, mean here it. are two boxes. Pick out which box has the best. Yo, that box shit was trash, bro. That's the best DVD. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Bro, that box shit was trash. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had someone uh, message me on Instagram about the box shit. He goes, I'm not going to lie. I'm English. And that was scintillating podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Maybe it is something about this, about us, but I was loving every minute of that Bro, we're shit. blowing up uh. in London, dog. <laughs> All right, go. Which movie is better with Nick Cage in it? Okay, go. Which one do you think? Oh, Godfather. <laughs> as, as who? Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane. If he was Kane, that shit was slap. Facts. <laughs> I gotta see this Citizen Kane movie. I nah, you don't. That. Son, that, that shit is so is mad gay. old. Son, yeah. I yeah, thought it shit was it in the eighties. I was watching a play of it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I think, it was. The 80s. I thought that shit was the eighties, bro. Son, I thought it was Gone with the Wind in son, like seventy nine, nineteen forty one. Son, I didn't even oh, know they I had color. Watch, I thought I was. Is it gonna be sound? I, when I'm watching the preview for it. You can watch the previews because we looked at every Oscar-winning film. Yeah, and we were like, oh, "You hella bored." We were bored. <laughs> we're like running out of shit to watch. And uh, we saw Citizen Kane, and then there's another one, Twelve Angry Men. How the fuck do you think Citizen Kane was the '80s? <laughs> Time don't matter, bro. It's like it's so a if flat you circle. Twenty dollars was a hundred dollars yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it was, bro. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm doubling down on that. Yeah. I think it was. If Snickers was five cents. Back then. Back when? Back then. But back when? <laughs> back then. The if first Snickers. If, if, Snickers if Snickers was five cents back then, yeah. and now it's a dollar, how much was King Snickers in the 80s? <laughs> do that math. I can't even. You fucking Sometimes black I just do that. <laughs> Yo, son, Mark found. We got to share it with the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, there was a, a Negro baseball team. In Atlanta, called the Atlanta Black Crackers. Mm -hmm. ABCs, bro. The ABCs. Yo. Whoa. Mark Gettis jerseys. They, they were, were really good. good? They were good. People liked them. Whoa. They were the best team in the league or something like that, right? So you're saying the Crackers were busting all the other black guys? <laughs> yeah, <asses>? bro. <laughs> Just whipping them to death. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Al. 
<laughs> what do you think is more famous now on the podcast? Al's laugh or his exhale when we say something? <laughs> when we say something incredibly offensive, and he knows he's gonna have to deal with 15 DMs. Like, how you gonna let them say that? <laughs> Yo, fam, you gotta hold on you down. <laughs> you're supposed to be silent when they make fun of every other race and religion, but when they make fun yes, of us, son. you're supposed to step in. Oh man, everybody does that shit. That is so true. That is so fucking true. So have we proved that Nick Cage is the greatest? Living. I didn't say dead. Living. All right. Make the case. Nick Cage is better than... He's not better than Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey is the best. <laughs> That's who I was going to bring up. Why? Were you really? Yeah. Okay. Kevin Spacey is the best. I will give you that. Kevin Spacey is the best. Kevin Spacey is... Because the kid diddling? Say what? Because the kid diddling? Nah, he, never, he never touched kids. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. The boy was like 14. No. 18. No, he wasn't. He was, bro. Uh, Once you, you say you're gay, you become 18. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works, I bro. didn't get that memo. Once you come that. out of the closet, it's like a gay bar mitzvah. <laughs> you're an adult now in the eyes of gays. <laughs> that's re They're ready to feed. <laughs> but oh, I think man. the guy was 18, huh? Nah, he was like 15. He was 18 or 17. I heard 14, maybe 15. Yeah. Like, what story Why did you know? Make it, Mark, stop acting like you don't know this by heart, bro. Come okay. on. Uh, <laughs> you've been at the bottom of the story, bro. Mark was the kid. I, know, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I can tell you exactly how old I was. Uh, <laughs> All right, go. Uh, he was, oh my God. The kid's last name is R A P P. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Rap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he said he was 14 when it happened. Yeah. When what happened? He might have been uh, at a party that we're supposed to be making 18? sexual advances. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Kevin Spacey need to walk that back, son. Frank Underwood, come on, bro. Can't be out here, fucking fourteen-year-old. Son, he doubled down though. Like when he like came out as Frank Underwood and made like, oh, I'm a, I'm gonna get all the son, people talking bad about me. Did you see that shit? Son, that was the realest shit ever. Son, so funny. <laughs> son, that was a real. Yo, imagine Loki. Imagine uh, who the fuck played Thanos? Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin, yeah. Imagine Josh Brolin called a Me Too, and he came out there like, "Listen, if you don't make this disappear, <laughs> I will." <laughs> That's how you gotta do it. That's how you gotta do it. You gotta come out in character, bro. That's, That's a fucking uh, what's that guy? Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's what he should have done. What? When he was jerking off in the movie theater, yeah, yeah. he should just come out as fucking Pee Wee and just Wait, been like, Sorry. "Does he talk regular?" <laughs> yeah. Man, get the fuck out of here. Pee Wee talks to a regular. Yeah, yo. And you, I think you mean he, he just goes, hey, can, hello, I like Coca Cola and uh, some fries? Like, he'll say that sentence? Not if he's trying to diddle. If he's he trying was to in diddle, other he'll... shit. What? I, I thought know. that's when he was putting on the accent. <laughs> when he was in Blow? Yo, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That's a slept on fucking son. show, son. Show son, or movie? Yeah, the movie. Son, that's a slept on movie. <laughs> you know who directed that? Nicholas Cage, bro. <laughs> Nicholas oh, Cage bro. directed that movie. And you know what you can't argue with? Nicholas Cage is like, isn't he like Francis Ford Coppola's son? That's what I'm saying. That's who good stock, this? yo. Who are these people? Francis Ford, he made the Ford. He made oh, the fucking car, yeah. bro. Yeah, that is not his son. Coppola, that is not his son. Son, you never had a, there's a Ford. You never heard of Fords. Yeah. Ford Mustang, Ford Coppola. 
Son, <laughs> no bullshit. The 78 Coppola is like the fucking it's iconic like the, car. It's the car, yo. Uh, iconic car. It's the car. Know, car. Come on, bro. Okay. What do you think cops put you in the back of? <laughs> <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola. And where do they take you? A cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his name, Mark. He's redeemed himself from the boxes. <laughs> he's back. I'm telling you, greatest of all time, greatest actor of all time, Nick Cage, Big Dick Nick, Thick Dick Nick. That's what they call him on set. Thick Dick Nick. Thick Dick Nick. Okay, oh, I like boy. that. Thick Dick Nick. <sighs> Thick Dick Nick. Say it. Thick Dick Nick. All right. Thick Dick Nick. Ooh, that was kind of yeah, that, that shit felt yeah, thick. That shit felt thick coming out of my I'll mouth. I'll say it. Yo, I think I'm a housewife now. Okay. I thought you were going to say a different word after house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm a house cracker. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to come out, man. Oh, what happened, son? What nah, make you do? I just like cooking and shit. And then yesterday I got excited because a fucking vacuum came from from Amazon. Yo, <laughs> son, yo, son, I just ordered I, a vacuum. I'm so hyped, yo. yo right? I feel I so bad. I can't explain it. I was like, yo, my birthday was yesterday. I was like, I'm 36, yo. That's it. Your it's over. Your birthday was yesterday? Yeah, I don't be talking about that shit. I'm yo, too old to give what? Fuck. We were all together yesterday. Yeah. What you want to wish him happy birthday? <laughs> son, you're a horrible stupid, friend. Stupid, yo. Yo, like, how do you not know his birthday? I cannot know his birthday. Why am I supposed to know, know his birthday? You live together. And we don't live together no more. I don't know his birthday. Thank you. I don't know your yes, birthday. you do. You I don't know your birthday. It's I in October. I know that. And it's near Halloween, but I don't know if it's on Halloween or around Halloween. Okay. That's Happy better. birthday. <laughs> Yo, how the fuck hey, you going? Hey, 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 happy birthday. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thank you. It means so much to me. I can't wait for my gift. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got a gift for him. I got a gift for him. Keep talking, keep talking. Wait, 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 wait. Yo, it better be that whoa, dick, yo. You better whoa, be coming over here with that I'll dick. I'll get a new vacuum cleaner, bro. I'll show you a Dyson. <laughs> Son, did you feel bad we didn't know you know your birthday? I honestly did not care. Truly. All right, Al. Because I'm so masculine. Yeah. Son, you a Let's vegan go, oatmeal yeah, peanut butter cookie. Alright, ready? Scratch. Here's a here's a uh what's it called? <laughs> Candle. Right? Happy birthday oh, to you. Happy birthday to you. Okay, that's enough. Happy birthday, you sandcracker. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> you missed the Nick, first one. How much son. saliva know, has it come out? Oh I missed because did you even try to use one. your lips? I missed the first Why one. Why didn't you to. use your lips? There's mad Corona son, all in that son, area right now. That's son. proof that I have bigger lips than you. That's proof because your lips couldn't even hold in your fucking saliva. They get in the way, yo. They're too big, bro. That was disgusting. That's why the first one didn't go. It got and in the way. it hit my big. lip. I think it hit my lips. Son, whatever, yo. And you breathed all over the god. Take the top one, please. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were worried about Corona, yo. Son, Corona's gone, dog. <laughs> all right, let's see these cookies. Let's see what these cookies are all about. Al. We're gonna try Al's. We're gonna test Al's cookies on live on air. I made them from scratch. Mm-hmm. Should have used some more scratch, bro. <laughs> 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 nah, yeah, man. 
I don't know, son. Maybe we could use them to put the glasses on or something. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the aftertaste ain't bad. Son. What's the what's the toughness of it? I don't know, nigga. You're done with that, Aka? <laughs> yeah. The fuck is a cookie? You're done with it? You don't yeah. want no more? No, I'm good. Why? I'm just, uh, I ate too much shit yesterday. What'd you do with your birthday? Yeah, celebrating his birthday that we didn't know about because your horrible friend didn't tell us. Son, what, what, like, what is a birthday? Nah, I, I, I agree. I don't get men who Yo, make a big deal about birthday. Yo, shut up. Let's just pile on oh, him. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, my you're bad. Right. Come on, bad. son. Yo, what's a birthday even, though? I mean, I don't know. Friends celebrating love and, and caring about each other. Yeah, you know but I, mean? I celebrate that every single day with you. So every day is your birthday? I don't know. It should bro. be. You know, I mean? you know, I text him every time I wake up in the morning. I go, hey, bro. We're lucky for another day. Love you, man. I'm glad we're in this together. <laughs> Except he didn't on my birthday. Oh, wow. wow. Damn. So wow. on the one day you're supposed to, you didn't do yeah. it? Yeah. Ain't that yep. something? Ain't that something? Bro, this is a celebration of Akash's dad raw dog his mom, bro. <laughs> yo, yo. We can't celebrate son, that? It's actually nine months. That? It's actually it's nine months. It's not the celebration of it, Mark. That's yeah. not how pregnancy works. <laughs> I don't know where they told you in Christian school. No, Indians <laughs> have a one-year gestation period, bro. Oh, it's a little bit longer. Yeah, I think, right? <laughs> okay, now... That is true. Nine months ago, this day, 36 years and nine mm-hmm. months ago, this day, yeah. your dad unloaded a fucking in mango lassi right in them guts. <laughs> Up in them guts, He yo. was digging, bro. Yo. He was digging. Oh, with a hammer, like bro. That. Do you think he gave her that hammer time? Oh, yeah, You yo, think it was yo. pump, pump, pass? Yo. <laughs> pump, oh. pump, pass. Ain't no passion, yo. <laughs> Ain't no passing, yo. <laughs> no passing, but lots yeah. of passion, right? Pump, pump. Blah! You th- oh, oh, you think he would slow it? He went off then- them shots like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> now, <laughs> what do you think this... <laughs> Y'all be committed, so... <laughs> so that's my folks, yo. They should be having sex. Yo, that's true. You right, man. <laughs> Damn, dog. I was just weirder for you because you only got one parent. So I you know. know. <laughs> I just got to think about my mom diddling herself over and over. <laughs> That's how you were born, bro? <laughs> mom, is it really true a stork dropped me off? The stork, yo. Yo. You don't ever hear about the stork no more. Yo, man. That's so you, true. You kids still learn about the stork? Nah, why, I mean, why is it a stork? I don't know what a stork is, to be honest. It's a pelican. Why they call it a stork? stork. It's a different version. <laughs> What's different about it? You know, they got Ford F-150s. They got Ford French, <laughs> Ford Copolis. They got, <laughs> they got pelicans. They got storks. There's a lot of different types of these things, bro. Oh, a stork might be Alex's dad, bro. Wait, talk to me. Because this shit is built like Alex. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Show the image. We got to get the image. Oh, we got to get the dongle so that we could uh It's got a nice little bracelet going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. fuck. I'll add it after. His legs oh, are a little fuck. skinny, though. That was funny. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. Stork is brolic ass upper body, yo. Word. Yeah, they do got chest. Like, yeah. the, the birds got good chest. That's <laughs> what we eat from the birds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We eat their chest. Yeah. 
You know? Chicken titties. <laughs> we do eat chicken titties when you think about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you never go to like the butcher and be like, let me get a couple chicken titties. <laughs> we should start Yo, doing that. Can I get two pounds of chicken titties. And <laughs> you imagine going to a, like a fucking churches and they ask what kind of part of the chicken you want? The titties. <laughs> the titty. The titty. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think? Well, had to go uh, There was something I wanted to talk about. I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, Mike Tyson boxing. Oh, Bruh. Man. Am I tripping or was that fucking incredible That's to see Tyson boxing at 53? If y'all don't know, there's a video on Twitter. If you go to Mike Tyson's Twitter, he reposted it. Of him boxing. And he's 53 right now. And he's just doing some pad work. And it's fucking insane to someone who doesn't know about boxing at least. Yeah. And I'm curious to know, if you do know about boxing, is it just as impressive? Yeah, it's really impressive. I mean, what was the most impressive was the last punch. So, like, the combo, the one, two, three, I thought was kind of okay. But the last punch, that kind of, like, overhand right that was really short that he threw, I mean, you're dead. If he connects with that, you're dead. I mean, punch probably travels six inches. What is... Unbelievable. Why why is the overhand right the most impressive? Who's his positioning? Still, like, this is really hard to eat, Al. But <laughs> <laughs> you still eating it though. <laughs> you going back. So like he's in front of the guy with the pads for the one, two, three. Right. Which is fine. And then he shifts slightly and throws the last punch not straight, but over to his left. Like if you watch the video again. Okay. And basically what that is is like if you see him um throw the one, two, three combination. It's like closing distance. Okay, so it's two to the body, and then he swings under, right? Right. Two to the body, two to the body. I'm up under you, and then I'm under on the other side. He dips under and then comes over with that right. Watch the last right. Yeah. Mm. It's like it just travels from his shoulder six inches. Okay. All the power behind it. Oh, my God. And he's out of your punching range. So watch. Boom, boom. Under you and slip to the side. Oh, so beautiful. Now, granted... Can you sustain this for 12 rounds? Of course not. You know, but it does go to show you like that muscle memory is there even at 53 years old. I mean, he just looks fantastic. Bro, the guy catching pads for him? Frightened. He looks legit oh, yeah. scared. I was wondering, right. am I tripping or does he look legit? His scared? hand's shaking, bro. Oh, yeah. And I that mean. last punch he catches, he like, uh, he, he don't want no part of out it. the yeah. way. Yeah. Nah, bro. I mean, <laughs> just walked it off. Even with the pad, you're still feeling <laughs> that his body shot. That's got to hurt. From Those Tyson? body shots, even with that pad, they gotta hurt. Do you think I mean, there's another boxer in history that is punching like that at 53? And I'm including Foreman because he was known as the fucking knockout artist, and I think knocked somebody out at like 45, right? Yeah. So Foreman came back, and he was uh, he came back really late in his career. Yeah. And um, when did Evander Holyfield keep fighting? To I think Evander Holyfield kept fighting till really late too. Uh, I would mark? say that they maintained their power. I mean, Foreman was. Arguably the hardest puncher ever. I mean, some people say Frank Bruno, who is this British right. uh, heavyweight. But, um, I mean, Foreman, that's my pop said. That was the hardest puncher he'd ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. lift, he literally lifted Joe Frazier off the canvas when he hit him. Really? Yeah, like his feet come off the canvas a couple inches and then come back down. He hit him with, like, an uppercut. Right. So, I think Foreman would maintain it. At that time, it's just, like, size and, like, coordination and body weight and just how you're built. Like, Speed is something that you're born with, and punching power is actually something you're born with. Some people just have it. Yeah. I could teach you how to punch harder than you're punching right now. Right. 
But some people just naturally have amazing punching power. It's just how they're built. Yeah. Nothing you could do about that shit. Yeah. I can 100% see that. Um, I, oh, I guess. I wonder if coordination's like that too. Like, coordination, I think to a large degree, you can get better, but you're born with it or you're not. Like, like if you play tennis with somebody who's playing like for their, one of their first few times and you're like, oh shit, you just naturally have this down. I've never seen that with like tennis, but that quickly, but it's just, again, yeah, once you learn the form, it's yeah. just a matter like, you ever seen some people try to throw and they just can't fucking understand yeah. how to bring the ball back? Yeah. It, it, it just seems like, and it can be different in different sports. Like I knew, I remember I had a friend who could hoop. He was nice, but then we tried to teach him how to throw a football and he was in, we were 18. He just couldn't fucking do it. He was like throwing from here and it was like, yo, what the hell happened? My dad said Muhammad Ali threw like a girl. Isn't that crazy, dude? <laughs> wow. He couldn't believe that it. Fucking crazy. He couldn't believe it. He goes, "This is a perfect human specimen. Like yeah. this is the epitome of athleticism right here. This is what happens when everything works out. You have size, power, speed, and he threw like a girl. Unreal. It, it's weird how coordination is so different. Mm -hmm. Yo, do you think I'm scared like, about that? <laughs> what? That your kid might be trash? No, that I forgot how to throw. Like we should have throwing. No, I mean, because nah. I don't want to lose that shit. Be like, should have throw it. Like, we should all get a mitt and a base. Fuck baseball, but you gotta know how to throw. Yeah. So that when we have kids, we could throw with them. Yeah. Like, we should just go up to the roof and all of us have our mitts, and then at least two times a week, just toss around. We toss the ball for twenty minutes but just I to maintain the form. That's it. When I, I think see... if you've done it enough when you're a kid, it always stays. Yo, son. Yes. But yeah. God forbid it doesn't, and then we're out there looking crazy. No, nah, that shit got to stay. There's no way father-sons, white kids that learn to play catch from their dad, their dad was just like training for it. No, but those guys <laughs> back in the day were going to fucking World War II and throwing grenades and shit at people. They was like, <laughs> you were actually throwing shit for a reason. Training for, bro. Andrew's training for his kid, bro. Imagine that. I am. <laughs> you have nah, camp for your valid. eventual children. I need to. I need to go through a boot camp. Think about the men were throwing way more shit. You throw the fucking dishes when your girl will piss you off. <laughs> you, were, you were using your yeah, arm to throw. Yeah, but that was throw. like a Frisbee. That's like, whoop. That's, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing it at her like odd job. <laughs> odd job. Bro, but for real. Is it a thing in boxing where you can tell how good they are at a boxer based off just like how they carry themselves or like how they look or like how they walk? Oh, you could tell if someone's a boxer. Really? How? I think so. There's like, like a little haunch. haunch. They always say, yeah. 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 So boxers don't have good posture. It's because uh, when you're in the ring, you kind of want to like shell up a little bit more. Yeah. You're almost like a turtle in your posture. And um, so I can tell if a guy is. If a guy has some boxing training, if he's a little bit hunched over, and oftentimes the shoulders roll forward. Like, boxers don't walk around like, like this, mm. like male models, that kind yeah. of shit. That being said, they usually just walk around like that in the gym. Mm. When they're out of the gym, that's pretty normal. Or if you're right. in baggy clothes, pretty normal. But uh, also, boxers aren't big, usually. Lean, right? Lean. lean. Yeah, it's, it, it hurts you to be big. Yeah. Unless you're a heavyweight, you want to make the lowest possible weight so you can maintain the power advantage. I remember I saw Amir Khan, um, and he's the greatest boxer of all time, obviously. And uh, But I remember looking at him, I was like, oh, you don't, it is, it's cool that you are the greatest boxer of all time and, you know what I mean, never seen anything like this, but you just look mad regular. He's just like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, just regular ass brown dude. So some of our like biggest hero, boxing heroes are smaller than Akash. Floyd Mayweather wears, I think, like a size seven shoe. <laughs> Maybe seven and a half, something like that. It's crazy. Oh, like, that's Mark. Barely an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy, though? How tall are you, Akash? Five, seven. Five, seven. 
That's how most of our boxing heroes, that's probably what height they are. 5'7". Not heavyweights, though, right? No, but our heroes. Like, yeah. like the Floyd Mayweathers. Yeah. The, I'm trying to think all Manny the welterweights. Manny Pacquiao, smaller than me. I think he's 5'6". Manny Pacquiao, Juan Manuel Marquez, Barrera. Like, yeah. all these guys. Mikey Garcia. All these guys that, like, we watch constantly. Even the um, guys that are popping now. Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, Lomachenko. Oh, uh, really? All these guys are tiny. I you probably tower over these guys. <laughs> so you think? Do you think Mayweather be able to take on like a big bouncer, like a six five, like regular, just big dude? Hey, here's the thing. No. No. Why? Here. Okay, it's two things. If Mayweather connects, this is what happens. When you box, when you punch someone, two things happens. Two things happen. One, you're being punched at such a speed that you're not used to it, so you're being really caught off guard. Yeah. And two, it's really precise. So let's say he connected with that guy. I think he lays him down. No. I think he lays him down. If he doesn't connect, I don't think the other guy can catch him. I think he can move around, but he's not going to sit there and swing with him. Hmm. He just can't. It's too much weight. 6'5", mm -hmm. 260 pounds. Mm -hmm. Most of these guys have played some sort of like college ball. Yeah. Like they're used to getting hit a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. It but it seems uh, like if he gets you in his grip, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. He, he grabs you, you and then and what's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. I, just, I mean, there's a cool video of Conor McGregor fighting, uh, get, like sparring, fake sparring against the mountain from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And the mountain just can't grab him. Conor's kicking him, punching him, keeping him at distance. Floyd could do that. If right. it was in a ring, Floyd will easily outbox that 6'5 guy. If it's in a street fight, in a tiny little quarters, 6'5 guy's going to eventually grab him. Mm -hmm. mm. I think. Uh there's somebody had a Brian, I think, had a captain question like a couple weeks ago, like find an underrated person in each sport. I'd be very curious to know if you had like a boxer that is like this guy's criminally underrated. He doesn't oh, get dude. the credit he deserves. And I'm also like I was seeing on Twitter and I didn't watch it. I still need to. But they were showing the first round of one of these Hagler Hearns fights. And it'd be cool to like oh, revisit that because it just looked again. I'm only watching like 20 seconds, but it looked like fucking crazy. Mayhem. Yeah. Nonstop action. And it would almost be cool. I'm interested in hearing your knowledge on boxing because he's going one, back and, like, I don't know nothing. There's one fighter. He's this Dominican dude. Uh, he fizzled out. He failed to make weight a few times uh, and then just kind of, you know, fizzled out. Um, but he was the most impressive guy I've ever seen. Really? He was like Roy Jones but smaller. Really? His, I forget his name. They called him, like, something Tyson or something like that. He's a Dominican guy. I would remember his name. His YouTube stuff, I'm going to figure out his name. His YouTube stuff is unbelievable. His hand speed is unbelievable. George Arias? No, no. He was like maybe recent, last 15 years, 10 years. Because when I watch old shit, there's nothing I've seen like Tyson. It's just, yeah. I, it was just so devastating. Yeah. And again, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert, but when I'm watching it as a guy, just the way he fucking laid out, was it Sphinx where he just broke his jaw in the first minute so yeah. and he's just prowling around the ring before the fight like a caged animal, like a Nick caged animal ready to <laughs> unleash on this role. And then he just fucking in a minute breaks the guy's jaw. He's done. Yeah. It was just like, yo, I've n I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this. Terrifying, again. right? And that's what I think about, about at 53. Guzman? Joan, how the fuck did you know him? No, I just Googled him. Oh. I thought you knew that. Joan Guzman, and it's spelled J-O-A-N. Yeah. Guzman. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're 100% right about Tyson. It was just mayhem. You're watching a caged animal. It was, yeah, and it was the most exciting thing in the world. Devastating, dude. I don't, I've never seen anything like that. Dude, 100%. Check out this Joan Guzman guy. Okay. It was, and again, J-O-A-N Guzman. 
the speed and power. He does a lot of like mitt drills that are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He just stopped making weight, stopped taking it seriously. Um, and it, it just really sucks because he was so fucking talented and he could have easily been one of the best ever. In Those my are always so sad yeah. to me. And you know what, actually, though, that when you think about Michael Jordan and LeBron, it makes you appreciate them that much more. That's something that's yeah, that's something we got to talk about is a lot of times people stop progressing once they get what they want. They just didn't realize what they wanted. Yeah. So a lot of these dudes that maybe come from the DR, come from Cuba, all they wanted was a fucking house and some bitches and life is good. Yeah. Right? That wasn't enough for LeBron. That wasn't enough for Jordan. Yeah. And you got to put some respect on that. Because as sports fans, we want to see greatness. We yeah. want to see shit that we can't even possibly fathom doing ourselves. Yep. And when you got a guy like Jordan, who somebody on the, on the ticket said this, he is the most well-designed like basketball player ever. If, yeah. you, if God said, let's make a basketball player, it is Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's long. He's lean. He's super quick. Massive hands. Incredible jumping ability. Hang time. Everything is perfect. Yeah. And then he had the greatest drive we've seen of Never. maybe any human being in American history. Yeah. Just like competitively, I will not be stopped. LeBron is another guy. Not He's a body of like a fucking tight end, but then he's quick as shit, great first step, great vision, all these gifts. And then to not be content with one championship, to not be content with, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making $100 million, I'm good. Yeah. To say, I want to keep going. I want to chase Jordan. We're really lucky that we get the, those guys that do, it, yeah. do both. LeBron and Melo came in together. But you see one who, a person who has a drive yep. versus one who just is happy that he made it there. Yeah. And, and Melo's drive and is ha- to be a billionaire. And he made his money. He always took the biggest contract. Yeah. He went to New York because he wanted marketing. Like, this is, that's Melo. That's, that was his drive. And he wanted, he was content with 20 points a game. Or yeah. If I, if I got 20 and 10, yeah. I'm doing great, which is great, but it's not greatness. Yeah. And, yeah, you got to put some respect on the guys who achieve the things that would make all of us stop, yeah. and they keep going. They yeah. keep setting their sights higher. When most people, like I always say this about comics, is like you get what you want, you just don't realize what you want. Right. And there are a lot of comics who they just want a peer group. They just want a community. They just want to hang out. Mm-hmm. And the second they have that, they stop working on their act, mm-hmm. and they stop pushing forward. And they'll complain about other people getting shit and getting the same conversations that comics will get into, but they never really wanted greatness. Right. And that's why they stopped working harder. And I would see all these guys on the way up and I'd be like, why, why don't they do it? Why aren't they trying something different? What's what's going on? They didn't want any more than that. There's a Kevin Hart thing that we've all seen that we I think people kind of clown, but it's true. He says everybody want to be famous. Nobody want to do the work. Nobody want to do the work. And I'll be honest. <clears throat> I think a lot of people want a lot less than fame. Like if you ask comics, you ever hear comics say this? I just want to make a living at it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You're not going <laughs> to. You will only go as far as your dream. And that is, the f- that is the furthest you will possibly go. Nothing past that. And you probably won't get there. Right? So you might as well dream here. So if you get halfway, yeah. you're selling out the fucking local comedy club or something. Also, making a living as a comic never appealed to me because it's like, yo, I want kids. I want a family. I want to be there. I don't want to be, my kid is six years old, but I can't be there for whatever the fuck he wants me to be at because I got to be at Syracuse. Yuck Yucks in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. no disrespect to any club, but I'm not doing that on a Wednesday yeah. to make a living. That's yeah. not a life that interests me. Yeah. So I just want to make a living. Is like, really? That's it? That's all you want? You don't want nothing else? That's the thing about dreams is they don't cost anything. 
That's why I, I don't understand why that's people. That's a bar, yo. But it's true. It's like they don't cost any. So why are you so stingy with your dreams? Hmm. Like it's just such a weird thing to me. Yeah. You can literally say you want anything, and people <laughs> are afraid to say that. You might as well say, "Hey, I want to be, I want to be the greatest ever. Hey, I want to sell out the garden." So I agree with that, but just to play devil's advocate, if you set your dreams too high, you always feel like, oh, I haven't made it. Yeah. So it's like, even though you'll have all these successes, like, ah, oh, damn, but I still there's haven't a, made it. There's a, so there's a like, gray area, a I point. think, where you have to say, you have to like train yourself. And I'm, to be honest, I'm working on it now to say like, yo, because I used to be, yeah, I haven't done shit. But there's a, yo, I've, I've done a lot, but I'm not where I want to be. And that's great that I've done a lot. Mm. I still got a ways to go. Mm. That's yeah, why so I think like you try to find that, that space balance, yeah. as a person. No, that is a really good point because oftentimes, yeah, I feel like maybe you have to balance it with, I guess what I would do is like, I'd have like check-in periods of my progress. So I'd like force myself to acknowledge my progress. So where earlier in my career, it's like, okay, I would need to get up at the clubs. So how do I get up at the clubs? I got to get funny, but I also have to be on a TV show. So I have something to offer the club, mm-hmm. Right. I wasn't on a TV show yet and I could be focused on not achieving that goal and how that was like, I guess a failure every single day. I wasn't, but what I would do is every few months I'd check in and go, what have I improved in the last two months? Oh shit. I can actually just go on stage and tell a joke and like get the ball moving and like get some rhythm. Oh wow. Okay. Actually I wrote this other piece <coughs> in like a short amount of time and it's really working or, Ooh, my crowd work's actually getting better. I would check in on my improvements. Oh, and as long good. as I checked in on my improvements, mm. I felt like I was getting better. Yeah. I was cool with not achieving that greater goal. And I guess it was like having multiple goals along the way. Hey, I, I wanted flagrant two to reach a hundred thousand subs. Right, I really wanted that hundred. Now I want Flagrant Two to have ten million subs. Right, but hundred thousand was a a goal that was attainable. And then there's like lifetime goals. Right, I want to sell out a show at the Orpheum. Okay, that's one. That's the beginning one. Mm -hmm. I want to sell out the Garden. That's the next one. Mm. And then after that, who knows? Mm -hmm. But I do. I feel like you don't have to have just one goal. There can be many. Making a living can be a goal. Yeah. That shouldn't be the last. It shouldn't be the dream. Yeah, it shouldn't be the dream. That's maybe a better way to look at it. There's goals and there's dreams. Goals are some shit that I want to attain. Dream is, this is the limit of what I want to attain. This is the sky. And then people fail when they put the goal as the dream. Yes. When they're like, my one goal is to make a million dollars. And it's like, you realize that's not a ton of money in your lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. I should have made a higher thing. Yeah, make 10 million. And a million can be your first one. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's take a break for a second. Get your dicks hard. Get them dangalangs thick. Get them thick. How thick does your dick get when you pop that shoe? Thicker for sure. You get It gets thick? Oh, yo. Can you grab all the way around on it? Oh. Like when you're grabbing all the way around on it, is yeah. it like grabbing like a baseball bat or is it grabbing like a baguette? So normally it's like a tic-tac. Okay, so normally you're just like around it, but right? then after that, it's like a like a fruit stripe gum. You know what I mean? <laughs> Real Not, talk. It's more three dimensional, but width wise. But width wise, I got you. I, yeah. I'm with you. Point is, guys, if you're new to this podcast, uh, we only do hard dicks on this podcast. Simple Hell as yeah. that. We don't Hell do nothing yeah. flimsy, nothing floppy. All right, we are going hard dick only, and the way you do that is you pop that blue chew. Same active ingredients as in Cialis, Viagra, all that bullshit. Only um, it works twice as fast because you're actually chewing it down. 
So you're not sitting there like an asshole waiting for your dick to get hard. Okay? You chew that up when you know it's go time. You got 20 minutes. Go down there. Lick that nana. <laughs> Lick that nana. Have you been eating box? Yeah. Yeah. Dick game as weak as mine. You got to be nice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so we out there. Al got the mic. He wants to say something. No, oh, no. Nah, I was just, he's talking about eating box. I was like, oh, <laughs> might well talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you make your tongue hard too. Mm. That made my tongue like about two centimeters bigger when I eat box. Mm. It makes everything sexual <laughs> better. Real talk. I'm out here eating box. I'm going deep yo, you with this tongue out. Yo, That's how I got tongue? that pimple on my nose. How big those nipples get, though. My nipples? <laughs> yeah. Son. Right? Honestly, dogs, are my nipples hard right now? <laughs> Sometimes I'll take the chew and I'll rub it directly on the nipple before I chew it up. <laughs> I'll just press it right on the nipple. I get a nice hard titty. I like fucking with a hard titty, yo. Yeah. You like fucking with hard titties? Obviously. Real talk. Sometimes you got to be out there. So I take my beef. I take that fucking top sirloin. You know what I'm saying? I take that prime rib and I take that chew and I make sure that shit is thick cut. Thick. <laughs> thick cut bacon. Make it crispy. All right. You know how I get it? I get that shit for free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. And you go to bluechew.com. You use that promo code flagrant. Okay. Bluechew.com promo code flagrant. They're sending it right to your crib. You don't even have to go out to get that hard dick. You and your girl. That shit gets delivered. Okay? So make sure you pop that blue chew. Chew it up nice and good. If you want to get that hard, extra thick tongue, leave it on the tongue for about three seconds before you chew it. Right? And then go to fucking town, dude. That's what I do. I think it's time to get back to the show. But enjoy, ladies. Enjoy, fellas. Akash, anything else? Nah, you got it. These murder hornets. What the fuck is going on with this? Asians coming for it, man. There's a... I don't know if you guys... Heard about this, but there's an Asian murder hornet? Yeah, from Japan, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is it Japan? Yeah. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I want to pile on China, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, so, and what's the deal? They're like kamikaze hornets? How do they work? Yo, they kind of are kamikaze hornets, aren't they? Yeah. So They sting you, they die? They're five times bigger than a regular bee. So, all right. They eat on honeybees. So Kill honeybees. Like, I like that. So it's like they chop the head off and then turn their body into like a meat. So how you like that? You them. love honey. Say what? You love honey. So this is what I love honey. Bruh. Bruh. You love all food and vegetables. <laughs> like without honeybees, you don't have that shit. Why not? Because they got to pollinate the fucking flowers and stuff. Oh. No, that's Mexican. Yeah, you can get Mexicans <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Wait, what you need? You don't need honeybees for that. What happens in a greenhouse? Is, is that how you fix the fucking... What happens in a greenhouse? What? They don't got bees in a greenhouse? But they plant the shit in the ground. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. We really don't need bees no more. Oh, bees are out. Nah, but like, do we need bees? Real talk, because I know you actually I mean, care Andrew, about this. You need bees for honey. natural shit. No, no. It, honey, I enjoy. I like a little honey. We can make honey. Thank you. You know what else I like actually better than honey? If you make Say honey. It. Andrew ain't going to do it. No, no. Only what? What do I like more than honey? Dick. Man, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Give away my cigarettes. Uh-huh. Nah. Maple syrup. 
Mm. Oh, oh shit. Mm. That's honey without bees, like Kramer, bro. It's violence. It came in weird. Stupid show Seinfeld is, right? What a fucking dumb show. I love it. Well, I came I into your apartment show. weird. Uh, hey, I'm in your apartment weird. Great great character. Andrew Why is that fuck. show Zoo? Oh, I have a beef with the fucking mailman. Andrew hates any sitcom. And I, I don't mean that they as suck. like a knock. He just nah. doesn't get it. He just it's, watches them. He's like, so hey, I don't get it. Did you realize that these two things that weren't supposed to happen? Happened crazy. <laughs> you a hater, <laughs> son. You so a hater. Even me. I know. <laughs> That's like, how much he's how these, how did these two things that weren't supposed to happen somewhat get aligned and seen? It's, it's, it's so stupid. It's called comedy writing. Son is stupid. <laughs> like, these these shows are script. dumb. <laughs> it's called a story. So I watch Seinfeld. I'm like, yo, this shit is dumb. Nah, we son. might need a uh. nah, son. Nah, son. What? You off on this one, bro? I've watched it. Nah, bro. I've watched it. In that time, that was probably the best show. I don't think there were other shows. I'm telling you, Andrew just doesn't like sitcoms. I've you talked about Martin. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I like Martin. That's the exception that proves the rule. I like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Did you? I loved it. Really? Dead serious. I loved it. Okay, fair enough. I like Beverly Hills 90210. That's a drama. Yeah. (laughs) He likes two sitcoms. Yeah. That's it. In his life. I like Charmed. Charms, yo. Charms slap, bro. <laughs> Who is the one? Which she one is that? That's the witches? Bosoms? Yeah. <laughs> Which one was That's that? That's the bitch from 902 and 0. Brenda. Shannon Dorsey. Shannon Dorsey. She had some. Yeah. Some chest booty? Yeah, she had Anna a Melissa, chest Anna, booty. And a Anna, Anna, Alyssa Milano. Yeah, yeah, she, she had some chicken, chicken titties, titties, bro. Yeah. They had Alyssa Milano, Alyssa Joe Milano. Biden's homegirl, yo. Yeah, before all these bitches got on Me Too, they were getting stroked out in a magic show called Charmed. <laughs> now, um, but if we're talking about Seinfeld, I, I don't, I cannot buy that this show is that great. Nah, I've watched nah. episodes. I've never watched an episode of it. Seinfeld and went, this was fantastic. Nah, it, it got so good that Kramer, with his dumb way he would come into a room, you actually like got used to it and started believing it. Like, oh, that's really just how he is. Kramer's I great. think he's that way outside, like when he walks into a room. You like Kirby enthusiasm. And he says, Yeah, girl, love so Kirb. It's grounded. It's grounded. There's realness in it. So yeah, I thought everything is too character. I don't need grounded. And I don't mean that as like that's just I I've noticed that. He's like, if it's not realistic, he's not into it. I don't give a I fuck. Can take I'm watching a show, my brain is off, and I'm just let's go. I'm in this. I world. think let's it's because he's watching it too late. If you were watching it in that time, Seinfeld's real, so Elaine I, is real, I and George is semi real. Nah, George, no, they're all the heightened. Time. You just have to act it at the highest level. That's all sitcoms. George is getting irritated. Nobody talks like that. But it's it's funny. I just my brain. I don't need reality in the show. I just don't. Oh, you to be been, funny, you never been to it doesn't have to be grounded. Exaggerate everything. You never been to the hood because there's some motherfuckers who just get upset and they'll talk like that in the street. Yeah, but not in <laughs> like I mean, that is. Kind of, you just sound like Fat Albert a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> George getting angry. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but for real, that's a real shit. I I I, fi- I just watched the show. I saw the last episode where that's they went to prison episode. or yeah, something like horrible. that. Went to jail. That's not the episode to watch. I mean, I saw a lot of the episodes. It would come on. I would hear everybody talking about it. So okay, right now, I get you're it. at home watching Citizen Kane. You go back and watch some Seinfeld. Yo, can, I give, hot hot can I give you another hot take? Can I give you another hot one? Hmm. I tried to start watching Sopranos. Trash. Oh, that's, wow. that's not that oh, much sizzle, of a hot bro. Wow. That's hot. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Yo, let me stop. It's not trash. 
But it's just okay. Yeah. Ozark's I always trash. thought it was just an okay I'm, show. I'm with you on some of this shit. Sopranos Ozark's is good. not trash. Yo, only, Ozark, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Ozark's, Ozark's not trash. Ozark only trash when they went to the women empowerment season yeah. where like, bitches can launder money too. So you can laundry. Bootleg Breaking Bad. <laughs> Say what? No, it's it's bootleg Breaking different. Bad. Everything is going to be similar to something else, but the show independently, if there was no Breaking Bad, would still be good. Sopranos, relative to shows now, <laughs> I can see why it's not as good, but it no show, Sopranos changed every other show. Before, TV shows were just like, yeah, sure, you watch it, and then the next week, it's some different shit and whatever. Was The Wire they before would, Sopranos? Yeah. It was after. No. Wire was not before Sopranos. Yo, you wildin'. Sopranos it's, was like 98. So Akash usually good with his dates. Yeah, I know he is. Son, That's I why know. I gotta check. The problems came out in '99. And when did and the wire, wire come out? Dude. 2002. Damn, Akash. You know nothing about black shit, Al. Don't worry about Yo, that. That's the me. only thing I'll say uh, with Sopranos is this: uh, is and I watched the first few episodes. They were fine. I would keep watching, etc. Um, I imagine that as you get into the show longer and the character development is a little slower because they had more time back in the day. Now you need character development first episode or we're not locked in. So if I gave it more time, maybe it would end up being the greatest show ever, as some people say. But in my honest opinion, I'm watching the first few episodes. I'm like, this is okay. Okay, your mom is annoying. You have a bad relationship with her. Join the club. <laughs> like, what's like, what's the big deal, Tony? Like, come on now. She don't want to go in a home. Don't let her go in a home. Let her light the house on fire. Oh Who cares? God. Like, I don't care. Like, why is this such a big oh, deal? Man. Oh, you have to go to a fucking therapist and talk about your emotions. Boo-hoo. Man up! Like you kill people for a living. You can't handle that. Like you literally have anxiety attacks every that's single the day. Fucking, that's what's interesting about it, is a guy who kills people going to a therapist having to deal with killing people. The rest of us go to therapy for my mom. You know what I mean? My dad, my brother. It's there. He's no, like, nah, he, I'm killing people and I got to deal with this. No, he's okay with killing people. He feels guilty about putting his mom in a home. I think it all adds up. It's all like a thing. It's all. It's all issues. But here's what I'll say about The Sopranos. Everybody's favorite show. We, let's include Ozark's Breaking Bad, The Wire. Ozark's whatever. not one of my favorite Fine. shows. Fine, but all these shows that people talk about are great. Westworld, whatever. Charm. Name a show like that. <laughs> Charm slaps, son. Charm slaps. Yeah, but it's different than those shows. It's no, like it's a different not. category. No, it's not. Nah. It's the same category of fucking amazingness. Son, did you see them chicken titties? Son, <laughs> like, chicken titties on. was on point. These bitches was doing magic. They were witches. <laughs> Skibbly bobbly boo. That, that was Harry Potter before Harry Potter. Real talk. Come on, son. Yo, oh, you didn't think them point. feminist bitches had Harry Potters? But um, bum. All right, go. But go. What are you saying? All those shows were after Sopranos. Those shows didn't exist before Sopranos. They changed. Like the golden age of TV, that's Sopranos that did that. All right, so the chariot was the first thing with some fucking wheels on it. Yeah, yeah, but you. That yeah. don't mean it's better than a Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> it's not better than. A, That's unfair. Ain't nothing like a Francis Ford Coppola. Nothing like yo. a Francis Ford Coppola. Yo, the '78 Coppola, dude. That '78 Coppola was fire, Bruh, Beautiful vehicle. Unbelievable. Beautiful. Speaking of Harry Potter's, are we going to talk about these women um, soccer players? No, we just talked about we, for an for hour. For 30 before. minutes, Where we discussed why we're not ready to have this discussion. It's too complex. Oh, I completely you checked out. you right there. Yo. No, no, no. I completely checked out. Like, you talking God. women in sports. I'm Bro. like, all right. When then you gone. brought it up. No, you. Just now. Yeah. Speaking of Harry Potter. Because it's on the about- list. So I figured you guys care about this stupid shit. 
<laughs> so, yo, before the podcast started, yo, produce. no, 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 before Andrew walked in the room, you talked about this woman's soccer shit like three, four times to me and Mark. This is when like, I wish oh, we could all oh, get naked oh, yeah. at one point in time. Oh, yeah. At the exact same time, we could all zip off all our clothes and dance around the table until you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish all of us could just go, zip, and then we get completely naked, and you'd be like, hey, uh, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then we just start dancing around the fucking table. Why, why does clothes have to come off? I don't of know. It just seemed like it would really get you to shut I the fuck up. I think if you just started that. dancing right now, I'd shut the fuck up. Oh, man. I think go. you just make fun of me. You just start roasting me for <laughs> dancing right now. But if them dangs are out, bro, if my if my thing was out, uh, yeah, I start not, throwing them dollars. So <laughs> say what? Yeah, start throwing them dollars. <laughs> Chucking bucks. <laughs> Chucking bucks at me. All right, yeah. what else? So we're not talking about these dumb bitches. No, All we're right. not. There's more. To no, because here's the thing. There's a lot to. I think we're gonna do this week's episode on it, on um, the uh, Schultz episode on it. Uh, but we just got to do all the research because there is a lot of things going on. And unfortunately, we got to like dig in and find out. Apparently, exactly it's not happening. as cut and dry as the women reading it. So the story that's being put out right now. Is, all right, let's talk no. about it. <laughs> okay. I was just going to be like, all right, so I guess we're talking about it. Yeah, no, you're right. It's not as cut and dry as what ESPN yeah. is saying. That's you're right. My Basically, bad. yeah. Um, I will say this, though. I'm super excited about the. Um, the last episode that we put out last Saturday, we put out this Biden piece. Oh, last Saturday. and um, <sighs> I know I, I, there's the uh, Alex exhale, but it's something that I'm really proud of. I've, you know, the episode did uh, really well. I think was, we got over four million views so far on it. Uh, Crazy. Between all platforms. Yeah. Joe Rogan retweeted. But here's the reason why I was super excited about it. Because, retweeted. Well, no, I'm going to get to it. I'm oh, going to get okay, to okay. it. Uh, uh, I mean, the reason why I got the four million is because Joe did. That's the I only know, reason. I know, I know. I but uh uh, I want to highlight the ones that don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get there. I'm, 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 we're on the same page. So, but the reason why I'm so excited about it is because basically when we were looking at like this landscape and we're looking at the people who do shows, um, we thought that there was like a white space in the market and by white space, it just means like uh, there's a part of the market that wasn't being satisfied. Right. Yeah. And the reality is, it's my opinion. The reality is most people are pretty moderate. I hate the term moderate because it sounds like, there's not greatness attached to moderate. Like I don't identify as like a moderate person. Would you like it hot? No, I like it moderate. It's just such a stupid term, but reasonable I think is a better term. And then one issue pulls you to either side, right? I think it's like, okay, I'm pretty reasonable about all things, but I think abortion should be illegal. So I'm going to vote for the guy who says abortion legal, but I'm cool with all the other shit that you guys want. doesn't matter. Um, So when, when we come together and we want to like put together a piece like this, I'm always like, how do I feel in my gut? Your gut is not is apolitical, right? Right. How you feel in your stomach when you see a fat person fall and you laugh. Yeah. That's just your lizard brain going. That's funny. Yeah. It's not the Democratic Party saying you can laugh at that or the Republican Party saying you can't laugh at that. Whatever. It's just what's in here. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do comedy from gut. Right. Just the lizard brain gut. What's funny. And we basically came together. We're like, we have to do what our gut is telling us about an issue every single week. No bias, no political slant, no narrative that like a network that's tied to a political party and is really a mouthpiece for that party is telling us that we can say like right. The Daily Show or John Oliver or one of these guys who like they obviously have to give the left leaning take. Right. We don't have to give any take. We'll give whatever take. And I think what happens is when you give whatever take, when people watch it, it resonates with their gut. And when it resonates with their gut, both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm come together and appreciate it. 
And with this piece, you have Rogan, who's, I think, on the reasonable side, reposts it. Charlemagne, who's on the left-leaning side, yeah. and at times far left-leaning right. side, reposts it. And then later that night, Donald Trump Jr. reposts it. And we lit his pops on fire. You can't say that we didn't have tons of jokes about about uh, Trump. Like we fucking lit. We made sure we lit him on fire in it. And to me, it just goes exactly to what what I wanted to do when when when, when we came together to create the show. Like what we want to do is like we want to make something that is not politically biased. We want to make something yeah. where the opinion is not decided before. We just want to write the funniest joke. We want to have the funniest take. And when you do the funniest take, truly both sides can come together. Yeah. And it was just really cool to see that happen all in the same day. Right. You have all these people that would think they would never agree on anything right. come together and all agree, nah, this shit is fire. This shit is funny. Y'all got to yeah. watch this. Yeah. So I, I was just really proud of it. That's, That's why I was saying, mm-hmm. Al, I was going to mention Charlemagne. I was going to mention it. But so I, I, yeah. I was, I, and still am super proud with what we made. Uh, I the, the reason why I dislike Trump Jr. reposting it, because by him reposting it, it makes it political. It makes it like, oh, it can appear to be like, oh, hey, if I'm okay with this, that means he's flaming the other side more. And that's what I dislike. I love the fact that Rogan, Charlemagne, anybody in entertainment, cool. But if a politician posts it, now it's like, ah, he could be using his energy to try to politicize this. And that's what that's, I like. That's true. And I know we Trump have no Jr. control. Not a politician, though. I mean, but I would anything s- he does reflects his father. And I know, and I would say, I would say you could say the same thing about like people in entertainment. You know, Not they have really. a certain slant, you know, politically speaking. And yeah, but that's fine. It's it's a different coming from an entertainer than it is coming from. I understand what yeah. you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I just fundamentally disagree. I'm not going to ostracize anybody from appreciating comedy. And mm. for me, what I focus on is not whether he liked it or not. What I focus on is a guy like Charlemagne. It's not like Charlemagne reposts a lot of my stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. it's rare Charlemagne yeah. reposts my stuff. But he, this bit resonated with him so much that he was like, "Yo, I gotta share this with people." Yeah. That Rogan could feel that, Charlemagne could feel that, and the exact opposite of Charlemagne, Donald Trump Jr. could all feel that about the same piece. Yeah, no, it just I, shows that, is, that like I, I am proud that shit. It was dope. We're the best. <laughs> we the best. We've only made three episodes. We're the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've decided. Suck a dick, John Oliver. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's real funny because for people are like yo, you guys just stole the John Oliver scroll thing on the side. Yeah. And it's like yeah, yeah, yes. Because we want you to watch John Oliver and go, oh, this is worse. <laughs> we want you to know exactly who we're coming for. But yeah, it's cool. Three episodes in. We're the best. And you know how you be the best? You just don't have a political slant. Mm-hmm. When you have a political slant as a comedian, it's a perfect example with SNL. It's why SNL's trash. You're telling us how you're going to go about the joke every single time. I know where the joke's going every it's single time. so bad. Let me guess. You're going to make fun of Trump? The best sketches on SNL are the ones where you're flipping on us. Right? Like the Black Jeopardy thing? Yeah. yeah. That was genius. Yeah. Because you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. You can't show your cars as a comic. Yeah. So if we come at it every single week and you don't know where we're coming from and we, we literally trust our gut, and sometimes our gut is going to lead liberal on something. Maybe it's going to lead conservative. But it's just going to be our gut. You're going to find people from all sides of the aisle come together and see it. And that's what happened at our fucking comedy shows. Anytime we go, you see our audience is crazy diverse. Mm-hmm. Crazy diverse. Right? You see 
hood motherfuckers and someone with a, with a MAGA hat in the same crowd laughing at the fucking jokes. Mm -hmm. Same thing can happen with the piece as long as you don't decide you're going to have a political slant. Mm. I just thought it was so fucking cool that we did it, man. Part so, of the reason I think that Trump Jr. reposted also, I feel like the Trumps just know like how politics works and that it's just like a mudslinging contest like we were talking about before. Yeah. And that like, even if we go after his dad, he's like, all right, whatever. Like they understand, like for them, they're like Teflon. Like the insults like don't Trump is comfy them. in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the whole family gets it. So he's like, all right, yeah, dad gets roasted, but whatever. That's you, collateral damage. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. If you want to mudsling with the Trumps, they're like, we live in the mud. Let's go. Like we could have gone twice as hard on Trump. And he's I feel like he still would have reposted. As long as there were some shots on Biden. Because ultimately, like it's collateral damage. Yeah, he doesn't care. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. But the reality about the piece was it wasn't meant to be political. No. The piece was literally, this is how I feel about Biden. And Mark felt that way about Biden and Alex felt that way about Biden. We didn't come together and go, how do we feel? When I, you and I wrote the piece mm -hmm. and then we always read the piece to Alex to make sure that we were not going too crazy and Alex will give notes and be hey, pull back here, this, that, the other. Did you find that there was any issue with it when we gave it to you? No. Uh, I mean, I, you gave a couple good notes, yeah, I felt like, but like you were like, I agree with this emotionally. Yeah. So I, I agree with the message. I was just uh, worried about it being like a piling on on Biden. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if it looks, comes across that way, people are not going to take the message in. They're just going to see it as a, oh, we're just dissing Biden. Yeah. So it's like, I really want people to get the message. So I'm like, try to balance it out yeah. where it's like, hey, we're just showing both fucking political parties is That's it. piece of shit. It's no bias. We have no options. It's we're fucked. That's the point of yeah. it. And it's like, everybody feels that way. Yeah. And if you tap into things that everybody feel, parties mean nothing. Yeah. Parties are just the manipulation tactics they use. It's like, I'm going to bully you to vote this way. I'm going to bully you to vote that way. And this is how we're going to create division, create separation. And who was it that said the black vote is not for sale this year? Was it Diddy? Diddy. Yeah. yeah. And, and or, yeah, was the black vote is not, don't take it for granted. And then people got mad at Diddy. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, he's saying exactly what you should say, which is y'all aren't just going to get our vote. Earn our fucking vote. And... To your point, they just everybody just wants you to pull one way or the other out of loyalty. Yeah. Son, that's a beautiful thing. You create something that resonates, motherfuckers. And know. there's been, yeah, there there needs to be a place where somebody's just saying something that's not. I'm watching Trevor Noah. I know where the fuck everything is going, and that's what made John Stewart dope. Is you knew he's left leaning, but, but he, he was would fair. take the left to task, yo. Yeah, he would he not would take bullshit. Them to task. That's and true. there's now that he's gone, there's a huge. So it doesn't people don't misunderstand. There's a huge void in the market of somebody who's just sounds reasonable. Reasonable man. Uh, this guy sounds like he's feel. not talking to me with an agenda. Oliver, great show, great at his job, sure, but it's all so fucking left and it's so smarmy and fucking, well, Trevor Noah, not funny, super left. Like, it's just, uh, there's a huge void in the market. It's actually cool as getting filled by a real comedian, which Jon Stewart also was. Yeah. He was a real comedian who happened mm. to fucking know politics and love politics. Yeah, so I'm excited. So hopefully, you know, this Saturday we'll talk about these soccer bitches. <laughs> Kick football bitches. <laughs> All right. So uh talk to us. What else we got, Al? Um, so Dwayne Wade to produce the Redeem Team documentary. Oh, How do we cares. feel about that? Yeah, I didn't stop it with now everybody wanna do a documentary. Hollywood is loves to be uh, second to the fucking dance, huh? It's like the second one thing pops everybody in Hollywood, every producer is like, oh, a we big race. An agent told me this. He said it about LA, but it's all in all Hollywood. Are all like show business. They're in a big race to come in second. Nobody wants to be the first 
Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's make the next The Last Dance. You and know, it's not going to be as good. You know an interesting documentary? Go. The, them three joining up in Miami? How oh, that all happened? That, I like that. But I, I, I'm talking about when they lost. The U.S. team that lost. Oh, what shit. was going on in that locker room? Yo. What was going on with the media? The, when Allen Iverson went out there thinking he was going to win for the first time in his life and he ends up getting bronze. <laughs> wow. I really thought you were going to say his kids transition, but that would be <laughs> 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 That's a doc. Oh, How do you know you're not that gender at nine? So exactly. Yo, yeah, bro. bro. You don't even first dance, bro. (laughs) 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 Son, real talk, dude. What the fuck? Nine years old? That's a doc. I feel like at nine years old, you should be able to say, cut that shit out, yo. (laughs) (laughs) You should. That that was the debate. People were like, nah, 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 chill out. Isn't that what Boosie said? Yeah. Don't cut that dick off. Don't cut that dick off, bro. Don't cut that dick off, bro. Ain't no way, way. Don't cut his dick off, bro. Dude. Yo, Boosie. Boosie is gut. Boosie is. Mm. I was just going to say, Boosie could do this show. Boosie is gut. And that's why we resonate with him so much. It's gut. This is how we, you know who's gut? Duval. Gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No affiliation. Nothing. This is the truth. This is what it is. And Boosie says in his way, and Duval they s- says in his way. But and Boosie he says it with this accent. It's gonna be like hood, hooded up a little bit. But if you can get past that shit and you just listen to what he's saying, it's just raw human Don't logic. Don't cut his dick off, bro. Come on, yo. You can't agree with that. At he's nine, nine years old. And nine, agree, you ain't got man. no pubes yet. You haven't even gone through puberty at all. You do anything at nine years old. They were dressing, Dennis Robin's sisters was dressing Dennis Robin up as a girl at nine years old. <laughs> get Remember that? by fucking Kevin Spacey at nine years old. Yeah, that's like, right. Kevin Spacey's trying to fuck. So what fuck. you're saying is Dwayne Wade's son is going to be the greatest rebounder in the history of the NBA? Dude, Ooh. honestly, if he went back to being a man, that'd be an amazing rebound. Wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, real talk, dude. Oh, you got to cut that shit out. I'm sorry. When can your kid start being who they are. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to so, be honest with you. Go. 13. I was saying 16, bro. <laughs> I mean, yo. You could drive yourself to the clinic, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I ain't taking you. Real talk. I'm not driving my kids to the clinic to get their dick cut off. It ain't going to happen. All right. This ain't Patreon. Let's chill. No. <laughs> I mean that. What age Ooh. should they be able to be themselves? Hey, this is gut, yo. This is gut. <laughs> this is, ooh, okay. We always let's operate go. through gut here. Yo, let me flip it, though. Let's say you have five daughters. One yeah. of them wants to become a man. You oh. always wanted a son. Then oh, what? yeah. Do that shit. Four what years about old. It? What's up? <laughs> what about- so a dick on this little bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So a dick on this bitch. <laughs> oh Have that god. shit flapping like the thing outside the car dealership. <laughs> 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 yeah, so a grown ass dick on this little bitch. Fucking shit. Hey there, Timothy, go show your grandma your dick real quick. Go show your brand new dick. <laughs> Come on, you can't get a used dick off a cadaver or something like that. You can definitely, you know, when some bitch dies and then she donates her like lungs to like save people's lives. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like they're brain dead, so they can use all the body parts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh god. You should be able to get a dick off somebody. Yo, right? (laughs) I'm afraid to check that box on you. What's your ideas? Organ donation? Yeah, Yeah, I don't do that. I think if I check it, boom, I'm out. 
My organs are too good. What, Somebody you, wants. You think they're gonna take your dick, bro? Yeah, they're gonna. Oh, they want not that. take your dick. They want that. But they're gonna take your. They're not gonna, not gonna try to save you as much. That's what I feel. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, no. That's my organs. I came here with these organs. But I'm if leaving. I go naturally, you can have that. Nah, 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 nah. nah you got. You don't know if you need it. Yeah, but what if like they put your eyes in somebody else's eyes and then you just keep seeing? You're not seeing nothing. Nah, but you just keep seeing. All right, what if they put you in a girl's eyes? You just get. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> then I'm just first looking at all, my tits all day. What? What? Well, first of all, that's a good point. Actually, what? they <laughs> put your eyes in a girl's eyes. She's just getting nutted on all fucking day. That's what you want your <laughs> eyes to do, bro. I mean, you got tits now. What about them? That's em? the upside. Girls don't be looking at their own tits. You feel them. You can't feel your eyes. all day. You can't. F- it's not like your hands are being given. Your uh, eyes are going to be good. You're just going to look at some dude. Bust. You're going to look honest. down a fucking urethra for the rest so, of your life. That's like that VR porn. So. <laughs> You've been looking at the dicks. <laughs> busting on you, so you look down. I got a white dick now. That shit is weird. Yo, so. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I, I think I'm saying something here. This is the least scientifically valid discussion we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? What you talking about? So we're spot you know, on. your eyes. Well, if you just get nutted on and then you dead get oh, nutted bro. on all the time seeing somebody so get what you know on. about science, you 1320 fucking <laughs> SAT having ass. Nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't What's know shit about science. Oh, it's 9 11, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying the wrong numbers, you idiot. <laughs> no, Mark, it's 7 11. You don't no, know no. nothing, dog. <laughs> Stupid. Something 11. Yo, thank God they didn't do that shit in July. I'd have never heard the end of that, boy. That yeah. <laughs> the fucking worst and best day of my life. I can't get that fucking Slurpee from 7-Eleven without having to deal with this shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that was brilliant. All right, let's take a break for a second because we got to shout out the boys over at Radix, mm-hmm. man. First of all, we've been smoking these joints, these CBD joints. If you need CBD, plain and simple, I'm going to tell you from the beginning of this, uh, this, this, this here read that we got. It's Radix Remedies. That's it. That's the official CBD sponsor of Flagrant 2, Radix Remedies. There's no other discussion to have about it. R-A-D-I-X Remedies.com. Use our promo code. You're going to get the discount on all that. 10% off. Um, You're going to have the drops. You're going to have the paste. You're going to have the sleep time gummies. Akash, you've been using the gummies? Bruh, those are different. I'm telling you, just keep lights low. Have a gummy. You're going to sleep 11 hours. Keep that shit. And you got nothing to do but sleep during the quarantine. This is okay. the best time to catch up on sleep. You fighting with your girl? You know the thing that pisses them off the most? Sleep. Good night of sleep. Get that good night of sleep. Great night Knock sleep. out on that bitch. Yo. You ever knock out on a bitch? Can you imagine fighting and then you go to sleep and don't wake up for 11 Ooh, hours? <laughs> 11 she's hours? stewing all night. You snoring. <laughs> snoring. You get tired of your girl? Give her a gummy. The, hey, night night. <laughs> night night. Hey, you about to get some peace and quiet over here. That's Half what's going to happen, ain't it? Yo, bro. Radix Remedies, simple as that. Smoke that. Listen, they got the pre-rolls. Looks right. just like weed. It might be weed, to be honest with you. It might be weed. You pop a blue chew, chew it out, then give oh her a gummy. God. You got, you you free till Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> you got nothing to do, Thursday. yo. Girl falls asleep, wakes up, can't walk. Bruh. <laughs> this is Radix Remedies. We're not playing around. Yeah, I'm taking poles without lighting it. That's how strong it is. That CBD comes through with the oxygen. Al, you want to contribute? I just wanted to say we're giving the CBD gummies consensually with her knowledge. You're not drugging your girlfriends. Of course not. Okay. Consensually with (laughs) (laughs) nothing. Come on, son. Jesus Christ uh, of Latter-day Saints. 
So what's so, Latter Day so Saints? Why do shit's taking so many days, yo? Yeah, why like, these saints taking their sweet ass time coming Latter Days? That yo, that's how you know Jesus was black coming three days late, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> three days late, son. Took Can him you? three days. Your yeah. daddy's God. Born a fucking barn and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does that have to do with that? <laughs> yo, Mark, come on, yo. Yo, come on, yo, Mark. Mark. It's not the Underground Railroad, Mark. What's Mark, happening, Mark? You be saying some wild shit sometimes. No, we're just talking about drugging our women. We're not yeah. talking about black people being born in the barn, Mark. Yeah, you're making it weird, yo. Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Can you start the ad over? Radixremedies.com. Nah, nah. Start it over. Start it over. Nah, we're using you this. You can't have the drugging your girl shit. Say what? They're so not going to appreciate that. Girl, bro. No, he yeah. did it. Now it's getting I serious. I did not know. I said I would let her sleep. And then he I, said, I and love then she's her. gonna wake up and not be able to walk. Because That's, you fucked I'm her jugging. first, you stupid first, ass. Oh, you did. When, but first, Papa when you Blue gave her chew, that chew shit it out. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> revisit <laughs> it. Nah, revisit the ad. No, no, this is nah, what you do. Hold nah, on, real nah, talk. Nah, nah. Revisit the ad. Real visit. And if what we said cool. is wrong. Revisit it. Revisit it. Hey, Radix Remedies. Radix Remedies. Use the promo code Flagrant. Flagrant. Use that promo code RadixRemedies.com. Promo code Flair and get that discount. Discount. Okay. Discount. Do you know what I'm saying? Get them gummies. Gummies. Night, night. Bitch. <laughs> Radix Remedies, but for real, that's what y'all got to do. That's the end of this. Now we're getting back to the show, even though that was the show. You got show within the show. We the greatest. Man. I don't know, man. I think I'm right. <laughs> about? A lot of things today, to be honest with you, but I think I'm right about you should decide when your kid gets to be what they want. Okay. <laughs> I asked my dad for a tongue ring. He said no. I'm glad he really did. Yeah. Wow. My dad's only said no to two things to me in my entire life. One, playing hockey. Tongue ring might be gayer than getting your dick cut off. Real talk. Bro, 100%, dude. I would let my kid get their dick cut off before getting a tongue ring. Yep. Yup. <laughs> You wild for that one, bro. Listen, I know I was wild, but there was a kid named Anthony who like got girls pregnant in my high school, and he had one. And I was like, that seems pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then uh, so I wanted. I asked my dad. He goes, no. And then he goes to me. He goes, honestly, I would rather you get a full sleeve tattoo than you get a tongue ring. <laughs> and he's never gonna be pushed back on anything. And the other thing, I was like in like fucking third grade or something. I wanted to play hockey. And I had a friend who wanted, was playing hockey. Kwamina Panford was the kid's name. What the fuck? And, uh, name? Yeah, Jamaican. Oh. And, uh, and uh, my dad was like, no, you can't play hockey. I was like, why not? He goes, yeah, you just can't play it. And later on, he told me, he's like, you're not going to be able to make friends like that growing up. Like, basketball is a skill that you can go anywhere in the world and play, and then you can meet and, like, build relationships with. And all my friends that I had outside of comedy are from basketball. Mm. Literally all of them. Huh. So he was right. But imagine that only two times he gave pushback. That's how bad tongue rings are. It's work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's like, you're not going to be able to make friends with this fucking tongue ring. Son, tongue ring's so bad, they made your dad homophobic. Ain't real talk. My and my dad is in a fucking dance studio seeing <laughs> real gay people yeah. all the time. Oh, boy. I've, I've never seen a tongue ring and not think they don't suck dick. And 100%. That's, and that's including men. 100%. <laughs> like. 100%. Oh, fuck. But that's a good thing. So it's like he made that decision that I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted. He saved your life. He bro. saved my life. Yeah, he really did. I think that Dwayne, we got to take Dwayne Way's kid away from him. Stop it. Like, <laughs> this is chill. I think we so might have to take Son, Dwayne. I took my hat off. You I know. Just, like, we got to chill. I did it. I, my shit got Honestly, I thought you were going to be like, thank you. <laughs> like, finally. <laughs> so nine years old, your kid is telling you what he wants to do and you're doing it. 
Nine years old? You know what? Logically, Tell me I'm not logically, logically right. Who's really the bitch in this relationship? So my brother thought that the motherfucking Power Rangers were picking him up <laughs> at 2 a.m. What? To go to the Power Ranger when uh, he was nine years place. old. When he was nine you years connect old. Connect these two he, yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm like, so what? He packed a whole bag because okay. he his friend told him the Power Rangers were coming to get them <laughs> at 2 a.m. He packed a whole bag ready to go. He was like, I'm leaving y'all. I'm a Power Ranger now. I'm going to the Power Ranger studio and we're doing this like. And my mom and dad let him pack that stupid fucking bag. And he was up until 2 a.m. His friend ain't show up with no fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> and then he had to send his ass back to sleep. Okay? I don't see the connection. <laughs> my point is you can believe anything at nine. Okay, okay, okay. He believed he was a Power Ranger. There okay. There you go. And my parents let him believe that. And he had to deal with that fucking sadness of the Power Rangers abandoning him. Okay. Okay? You don't let your kids believe they're anything. Counterpoint. Go. If my son... <laughs> go. If my son wanted to transition at nine years old, I would be more inclined to let him. A comedian we know actually brought this up. I think it's a really good point. Okay, go. Because it's easier to transition when you're younger if you get all the hormone replacement early. And I don't want to have an ugly fucking girl as my kid. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Nobody wants an ugly daughter. Yeah. That being said, and I understand what you're saying... If you have that uh, with estrogen in your system at that age, yeah. it will feminize the body. You won't have the big shoulders. The voice will be different. And then you get a hot daughter. Exactly. You have potentially hot daughter. You don't know if they're going to be hot. That's it incredibly will be hot. valid. Now, valid. But what if you're wrong? Oh, and then you got to go back and you got like a really feminine son. And no dick. Yeah, I don't know if you're yeah, cutting it off, bro. Son, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Y'all want hot daughters? Say again? You want a hot daughter? I want my daughter getting smoked. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Let me just get an average okay and it's like, you know, that's it. Focus on school. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to cook. Yeah. Bro, you fucking vacuum cleaner having ass motherfucker. <laughs> Focus on school. Yeah. Nah, bro. I'm telling you, I think there is. Did you just buy a vacuum cleaner so you could try your own abortions at home? <laughs> Oh, I mean, the clinics are closed. Oh, gosh, come on, son. Oh, <laughs> I have a little no, decency. Not the attachment. So. <laughs> Try it. Oh my god! That's what the social distancing scoop scoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's why it's called the Dyson ball vacuum, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got to vacuum up those balls, bro. <laughs> Fuck. All right, oh let's get this. Come on, let's let's lock let's, in here. Let's get this train back on the tracks. Huh? Yeah, come on, man. Why are oh, we not man. on the tracks? All okay. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You what have this one had? thing about uh, NBA dynasties being miserable. Why do you say that? Yo, so I was listening again. Take it. This guy wrote a yeah. book about the Warriors. <laughs> I know. Go work with a fucking ticket. You <laughs> I'm like, a ticket. Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ticket. Ticket with all my free time. I'm a ticket. Ricky. Bro, Anka talks more about Anka talks more about reading one book than anyone I've ever met. Wait, wait, wait. talks about reading one book more than anyone I've ever met. This is a different book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. How to finance? He went to Pansy. Save the money and listen to my Dicky Wiki so I can learn his parts in Taoist. We have to take down the Fed. I don't want to let that 
<laughs> you need to take the red pill. You don't know about the different colors of pills. <laughs> 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 you don't know about Sam Cooke and what happened to Sam Cooke? <laughs> Yo, you went too far with Sam Cooke, son. <laughs> nah, you went too far with Sam Cooke, son. You can't be talking about Sam Cooke like that, bro. They took him out. They took his ass out, oh, God. No, he said Tiki Wiki that should kill me so <laughs> Uh, where you going? Oh, you got pee? Oh, you got to take a real pee pee. You can't hold the pee pee in your bladder. Your bladder too full. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. oh, fuck. All right, man, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for real, for real. We got to talk about some shit. No, uh, I had something I wanted to talk to you about, Akash. Oh, I had fuck. a in a pit. No, no, I want to know something. It's actually sports related. Oh. Uh. What is the Andy Dalton signing with the Cowboys? So uh, the Bengals uh, draft Joe Burrows. It looks like he's going to be their QB1. He's their guy. He's their guy. He's the future. They had Andy Dalton as a quarterback for yep. many years. He signed a very lucrative contract. Yep. Um, I guess they release him or just don't release him. him. Release, release him. him. A lot of people thought he'd go to the Patriots. Bill Belichick would sign him. Yep. He'll be their starter. Bill Belichick doesn't sign him. Kay. Cowboys sign him to be their backup quarterback. So I have two questions for you. Yeah. One, what does that mean for the Cowboys? How does Dak feel about it, et cetera? And two, what are the Patriots thinking? I don't know what the fuck Belichick is thinking. Tank, maybe? I don't know if he's tanking because it's not that easy to tank. Miami tried to tank, and they got the fifth pick. They still got Tua, but it's not that easy to just tank and get the best quarterback. The best quarterback coming out next year is Trevor Lawrence, Clemson's QB. But you have to lose a lot of fucking games, and Belichick is too good to be the worst team in the league. Mm. Unless he, like, blatantly... Tank. For the Patriots to be the worst team in the league, Belichick's ego won't let that happen. Because mm. he's This is him and Tom Brady now. If I'm the worst team in the league, how much better does Tom Brady look? Mm. So, I don't think he's tanking. I think he just doesn't... Maybe he's trying to prove you don't need QBs, really. Oh, that would be... QBs take up 20% of your salary cap, or whatever the fuck. And he might just be like, nah, I'm going to win without... And that's just how great I am. But and also, you don't need him. Wouldn't that be the greatest dig on oh, Tom Brady? The, the greatest. If he proves the year after Brady goes that not only can he win, he can win with a bum quarterback or a nobody quarterback. Who Jason Stidham, he loves apparently, but none of us know anything about him. And really. Even if he is really good, Jason Stidham, he has no reputation. Yeah. So it will be perceived as Belichick made him. Belichick is the king. And then. You really put the chink in Tom Brady's armor, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because you prove, whoa, you really were a system quarterback. Yeah. Ay, ay, That is a massive. I think that's too much ego. I think it's too much ego, and I don't think he'll do it. But if he can, and he's just like, Andy Dalton's not that great. Like, why would I waste my time? I, I believe in this kid. Let's do it with this kid. Fuck it. Bro, okay, break down to me the cowboy situation, and and is this a move against Dak? I don't think it's a move against. I think there might be something to listen. So Andy Dalton's not a good QB. What happened with Andy Andy Dalton is he showed some potential, and this is kind of the position Dak is in right now. Dak is better, but you haven't really proven anything yet. But your your contract is up, so we have to pay you because you're too good to just let go back then. 
And then he didn't get any better, and he's done. And that's kind of a similar position that Dak is in with the Cowboys, and Dak is basically saying, I want to be the highest-paid quarterback in the league, more right. or less. Right. Cowboys might be saying, all right, listen, let's sign this guy to a cheap contract. Right. And if you want to hold out, we're not fucked anymore. So your leverage has gone away a little bit. You can't just say, like what Ezekiel Elliott did last year, is he held out and was like, look, if I'm not there as your running back, you got nothing. They're like, okay, we're not going to be in that situation again. If you want to hold out, cool, we have someone. And if not, the Cowboys have just not had a good backup quarterback for years and just kind of banked on Dak is going to be healthy. <coughs> Excuse me, and that doesn't always work out. So this, they're saying, like, all right, if Dak does get hurt, we got a good backup quarterback. The Eagles proved how important a good backup is two years mm. ago. Mm. So why don't we just sign him to a cheap deal? Right. And, you know, if Dak wants to hold out, we got a little leverage. Did but they get him for cheap? Yeah, $3 million guaranteed, which is nothing. And then if he wins the Super Bowl, he gets $7 million. Like, the, ma- the most he could possibly So there was get. no market for him whatsoever. It seems like there wasn't. But he said, I want to play with Mike McCarthy because I know McCarthy essentially makes QBs better. I think Andy Dalton's play is, I'm going to sign for one year, I'm going to get better, and then I'm going to go sign a bigger deal elsewhere, hopefully. And hopefully McCarthy tells other coaches, <clears throat> yo, he was killing in practice. Yes. He's actually better than... Teddy Bridgewater, what he did with the Saints. But he had an opportunity to play with the and Saints. And he didn't know that he would, but he was like, I want to... Because he signed two contracts with them. One year last, like year before last, yep. he didn't play. Then signed with them again, I'm pretty sure, to be the backup again. And he had starting offers, I'm pretty sure. And he said, no, nah, I'm going to stick here one more year. I'm learning a lot, whatever. Mm. And then he got his chance to play, went 5-0, and 6-0, whatever it was. And now he got his contract. And then he got his contract. Oh, okay, so that's a smart move by Dalton. So I think it's a smart move by Dalton. And he went to college in Fort Worth, which is right by Dallas, uh, so he's comfy there. Yeah, this is a convenience move. I made my money. He probably, what, made a decent... I mean, what did the contract he signed was over $100 million yeah, with the Bengals, think, but right, he didn't yeah. get paid. He got paid most of it, I'm sure. I mean, really? he got a, he got a big signing bonus. Probably he probably has 50 million in the bank or whatever. So he's set no matter he's what. Good for life. I'm gonna be. Con- this is a the marriage of convenience for me right now. Yeah. If it works out great, if it doesn't, I'm fucking in Dallas. I've got family. I've got friends. And being there. a backup QB is a great job. Three million dollars to not get CTE. Fuck yeah, let's mm. go. I'm just in practice, whatever. And the Cowboys might also sign him because you play. They're playing his old division this year. Oh, they're so playing the entire good. AFC North, so he can tell me something about these guys. He can give me a little bit of intel on these guys. He played them twice a year. I haven't played them in three There's years. There's been a change in scheduling? <clears throat> Just the way the NFL schedules work is they rotate. You play uh, your division twice. Yeah. Then you play one division from the NFC and one division from the AFC, and that switches every year. Uh, and then it goes back. And then you play two, like a, two or three random games. But like 14, 13 games, whatever it is, are set. That's smart. Great yeah. for scouting. You so, spend $3 million, and you get someone who's got expertise. Scouting, experience. great insurance policy if Dak gets hurt. Yeah. <clears throat> and if Dak holds out, we're not fucked anymore. Whereas before, they had a seventh-round draft pick yeah. and then another undrafted guy that sucks as the only backup. And have. if he does uh, end up playing some games and sucking, we know exactly what Andy Dalton is capable of because he's got weapons. Yeah. He's got weapons with the Cowboys now. Oh, yeah. He's got weapons. Yeah. Now, is Witten coming back? Witten is gone. He Definitely signed with done. the Raiders. Done. Oh, he's going to... He signed with the Raiders. He was kind of washed anyway. He came back and he just... He already probably needed to retire. Retired for a year. Came back more washed, essentially. Like, no yards after the catch. The Cowboys got a tight end that's got some promise. So yeah. they were like, just go. McCarthy came in. He was like, I'm not tied to you. And you the Raiders go. picked him up? <clears throat> Raiders picked him up. I think maybe a leadership thing, a character yeah. thing, maybe. Um, he doesn't start, but he controls the locker room. I think he's going to maybe start like for some reason, but right. yeah, just you're a leadership guy. Be right. there. 
Um, Cowboys what, let him go. Quick question. What leverage do the Cowboys have if they place the exclusive franchise tag on Dak? So, if so no what one that else can means sign is him, you get a one-year contract. If anybody wants to take you from me, I think at that point they have to give draft picks. Actually, I don't even think that's the case. It is you, you, we are guaranteeing you $31 million. Yep. And if you don't want to play, you don't get any of that money. If you want to play, you get $31 million for this year. And then if we can hopefully work out a long-term deal, and if not— we can tag you again for even more money the following year, usually, because that money is based on that. the market and the salary cap. Wait, the so one he's thing is forced to take that. Like if he doesn't want that, he, no other team can get him. No team can get and him, and he doesn't get paid. Or he could, or he could sit out. Oh, yeah. so he's fucked. He's fucked. Well, he's not, the argument is he's fucked, but he'll also get. I believe <clears throat> you get the thirty-one million dollars. But why is it thirty-one million? It's, it's based on. It's based on the top five highest-paid quarterbacks or something. It's the average of the five highest contracts, something like so that. So you get the but average of the highest. He wants more. Is basically he wants what more. He's holding up. That being said, you're going to get thirty-one million for one year, where he would never get that a year. Mm. So the argument is you're going to get guaranteed. A much larger amount than you would get if we gave you a contract. No, but the thing is, the contract he's he they offered already the whole disagreement. They offered him something like thirty three million a year for yeah. five years. Yeah, he wants four years because TV money is going to kick in soon, like a new TV contract mm-hmm. that's going to be crazy, and the salary cap should jump up a bunch in the next four years, three years, whatever. <laughs> so he's like, "No, nah, I want four years. I want another big deal when that salary cap jumps." Which I'm, yeah, I get. You got to do that. If I'm the Cowboys, their point is. Take a little bit less for a little bit longer. Yeah. You also make a lot more being the Cowboys QB than you would anything else. Right. I think you can't say that to someone in a negotiation. Expect them to be like, you're right. right. Let me take less money. They're right. But what you got to do then is this kind of shit. You got to have insurance policies in place. It's like a Belichick move. Look, you want to play hardball? We're going to be fine. Hmm. You can sit out. Sit out your $31 million. You're not getting any of these endorsements because you're not the Cowboys QB. Look what we're doing. I think Dak made something like fifty million in endorsements apparently over his four years with the Cowboys. You're not making that with the fucking Cleveland Browns winning one playoff game in four years. This seems like a very reasonable debate for both sides. Yeah, yeah. neither one is really asking for too much. Yeah. and if either if either party acquiesces, you can't be that critical of their yeah. decision. Like, okay, if the, if the Cowboys end up paying him, they were going to pay him after that fourth year yeah. anyway. If he's actually good. And if he doesn't take it, he goes, look, I'm going to make so much more money anyway just being a quarterback here. I mean, this I, like as long as you stretch this on, you know, it's, interesting, it's a waste though. of fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting, though? If you franchise him and then he plays the full year, yeah. next year, whatever that franchise tag number is, this year $31 million, it's based on the salary cap. The salary cap is based on revenue. TV contracts make up most NFL revenue, yeah. but you know what else goes into it? Ticket gate. Like oh. how many how many people come to games? If Corona's still going and the NFL is like, look, we're gonna play games with no fans, that's gonna drop the salary cap. I heard ten percent, but maybe more. Mm. So if the salary cap drops, then the franchise tag drops. So mm. if it go from thirty one million to next year twenty five million or whatever, I actually so think, I actually think it'll go up because I think people are going to be watching way. But more the football. TV contract is locked in. Oh yeah, you got paid. Now it's not the, oh, it's, na- it, it the network. Go by views. The network pays. I'm gonna pay you. It's like licensing. I'm gonna pay yeah. you a hundred million dollars oh, so okay. I can play your games, and then Based I get the, the advertising. That money. we're gonna get X amount of uh, people ad watching dollars. a game, got and got then got I can got. get ad dollars based on that amount. So yeah, advertise. The networks could be really happy because everybody's gonna watch if there's nothing else. Yeah. But that's not gonna affect the salary cap of the league. Gotcha. Got that's. Got you. The ticket gate is the, it's gonna be a part of it. And if that drops, if I'm the Cowboys, I would wait to see what the NFL decides. And how it goes. You it's play. A, a risky, Open up the it's season. It's a risky though. game Dak is playing, though, because if 
the dude that they signed, Andy Dalton, if yeah. he like balls out one game, people are gonna be like, all right, Dak, you can sit out. Every game, if he plays like, that's well, that's all it takes is him having a fucking what's his the Asian guy on the Knicks that Jeremy Lin. Lin. Yeah, all he has to have is a Jeremy Lin season. He got to get the opportunity. You mean though. he got to have one of the greatest seasons of all time? <laughs> <laughs> he got to drop thirty-eight on the Lakers with Kobe. Yeah, um, but if Dak doesn't sign, then boom. Yeah, football season, we should be ready to go. I mean, people are going to come like that. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yo, dude, you know what? I, I, I'm. You were wilding this weekend. Son, it is what it parents, is, bro. Son. It is what, what I do. You were around your parents and you son, was I hugged my, my mom. I hugged my dad. You wilding. Son. Said goodbye, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, no. I hugged him. We did wow. dance lessons. Like, bro, we're back, man. You we're wilding. fucking back, baby. We need to have a name for these fucking mask Nazis. You know, these people like post the picture of Central Park on their Instagram. I can't believe that people are still going outside. I can't, you know, these people. Yeah. Well, how'd uh, you get the picture? Oh, no, they got it off of someone um, else's Instagram. Okay. This, that, the other. But like, we need to find a name for them that is appropriate to how much I hate them. And also, they need to keep this same fucking energy. All these people who are coming out right now saying, stay inside, you know, put your mask on, all this fucking nerd shit. I want you to keep that exact same energy when everybody's back outside in a month just going on business as usual. I want you to keep up your quarantine. I want you to keep up your fucking mask. I want you to keep doing that same shit you said you're doing, treating Fauci as fucking Jesus Christ, whatever that guy says, right? Oh, I, now Fauci's not your guy anymore, son? I never liked Fauci. <laughs> oh, my God. So you were on your Corona podcast saying how he's the GOAT. No, I never said yes, that. Yes, you did. Him. I never said that. Right, Can someone send us a clip of Andrew I know, please. Because <laughs> you remember. I know. I know. Take Margaret. that down. Take that down. <laughs> Take that clip. Nah, I feel like the energy that I had was. He could uh, come out with a, a Schultz episode in a month being like, Biden is great, guys. <laughs> Honestly, this is the guy to beat Trump. Might be the guy. I mean, that, <laughs> to be honest, that was the episode that we put out. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, fair. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. But, but in all seriousness. I felt like the energy that I had initially was very important and the energy has to change. The energy addressed the issue at hand, okay. which was flatten the curve. Mm -hmm. Curve is flat. What does that even mean? Flatten the curve. <laughs> I explain I what it shit. means. Remember I said that shit and you'd be like, everybody <laughs> said this shit, flatten the curve. What's that even mean? I told you what it means. <laughs> flatten it. <laughs> it flatten it. Hey, he's flatten it. No, it means I decrease mean. the amount of deaths per week. Yeah. And make sure that it's at a manageable amount for the hospital yeah. system, yeah. right? You couldn't articulate that. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. So, <laughs> right? Happy birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so, so now that we have that, it's time to go back outside, baby. It's time to kick it. It's time to have some concerts. Concerts are back from Missouri. I'm ready to do shows in Missouri tomorrow. <laughs> they said Monday, concerts back on. Missouri, what's up? You going to St. Louis? Go I'll St. go Louis, to St. Yo. Louis. Yo, let's do a show. Go St. Louis, yo. I'm with it. I really would do a show tonight. <laughs> oh, you on board with this shit, Mark? Of course he's on board with this shit, uh, son. We not pussy-ass bitches. Allie's got to put on 14 goggles just to fucking bike to work. Yup. <laughs> I'm responsible. Nah. Cut it out, bro. <laughs> Stop taking pictures of people in the park enjoying themselves. Go inside. <laughs> go inside. I agree with that part. I oh my that's, god that's high key white. stop it snitching michael rapaport crying about this shit. oh go inside you fucking idiots stay disruptive how are you disrupting from inside <laughs> what you disrupting inside <laughs> go outside get some fucking sunshine 
Say hello to people. Play some basketball. Michael Rappaport just a dork ass you, ain't he? Son, I'm brash, a dork me. Just a brash ass New Yorker, <laughs> but like kind of dorky about it. <laughs> I mean, look, all I know is it's time to go outside. I agree. Start opening shit up. Let there we go. Start opening shit up. I think concerts are a little wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you know phases. I'm about phases. I think we should only have mosh pits. <laughs> I don't think we should even have chairs. I think it should be mosh pits. <laughs> That's what I think it should be. I'm being dead serious with you. Let's go. Let's take the subway. Y'all want to take the subway back? Nah, bro. Let's take the subway. I'm good. Son, I'm good. let's do it. You wouldn't take the subway before the ride. Right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> At night. During the day, I always took subway. You could Uber here, you know what I mean? If, first of all, no, you took Uber fucking everywhere, bro. I did. But, I've saved a lot of money now that I don't Uber. It's amazing. Yeah. I love looking at my Amex at the end of the month. Yeah, like, be- <laughs> 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 What's up? Low, right? <laughs> Ain't nice. no points coming in. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think we need to find a name for the mass Nazis. What should it be? What should we call them? Mark, what should we Max? call the mass Nazis? Oh, I was trying to think about like the Mastapo or something. The Mastapo. Like, something about it. taking the pictures of people enjoying themselves and going, stop this. Stop having fun in a park. <laughs> you fucking losers. <laughs> what a fucking loser sees a bunch of people having fun in a park and goes, stop it. Hey, what are we doing? We're not taking this serious. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's who you want to be in history. That's who you want to tell your kids who you were. I remember the Corona pandemic. I was the one taking pictures of people in the park, telling them stop doing that. Yeah, it's a snitch move. It's a dork move, bro. On the right side of history, man. Just uh, exactly be on the right side of history. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be one of the motherfuckers saying, "Hey, Aunt Frank's in the attic." (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? You want to be eating lunch downstairs? Like I don't know who's in the attic. Someone's in the attic. Yeah. No, I agree. You can't snitch. Don't snitch. Yeah, that's whack. That's whack. Yeah. Enjoy yourself in the park, bro. Play a game of pickup. <laughs> hey, dog. It's so funny. You keep touching your nose, and I can't stop looking at this giant red dot right dead center on your nose. I'm sorry I had to do this. But bro, you really I had a pimple, bro. It looked like you got an infrared beam. I had a fucking pimple, bro, dog. You look like Akash if his dot falls That's down. what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Dog, it's all good. I understand sweaty. it. I got a pimple on my motherfucking bro, nose. How are you going to okay? snitch on his pimple right now, bro? We're talking about snitches. Dude, there's nothing I could do about it. Okay, he got, he got his own pop that shit. That shit started bleeding a Why'd lot. Why'd you pop it? Say again. Why'd you? Pop it was it? white at the top. It's yeah, you're white. You can still see it. Nah, you can still you see can't it. See white or white? Yes, you, you can. You got your own push to start. Air Force One. I did. I pushed that shit. He gonna start talking about big banks. Dude, <laughs> hold on a second. Did I kick, take the scab off? <laughs> Look, it is what it is. This is the life I've chosen. That, that's how I know we started recording. He just looked at me and I saw the red dot. <laughs> All right, bro. Come on, bro. That's not funny, man. It wasn't. <laughs> hey, bro. That's not funny, bro. It wasn't Seinfeld, bro. Seinfeld would never make a joke like that, right? If this would be the episode of Seinfeld. It'd be like, oh, wow, that's so weird that something red is there. Something else red happened in this episode. Let's let these two storylines come together. <laughs> the joke's on him. Now he got me. 
<laughs> I ain't gotta be a hater. Uh, a hater. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> Your nose is red, so I felt Whoa! <laughs> Alright, we're gonna take a break real quick because we gotta we gotta tell y'all about the best motherfucking cereal on the planet. You know about Magic Spoon, bro? Hell yeah, yo. Do you know why they call it Magic Spoon? Why? Tastes so good you think the spoon magic? Oh shit, yo. <laughs> it's gotta be the spoon. It's <laughs> just like Michael Jordan was so good at basketball, it's gotta be the what? Shoes. The cereal's so good, you're like, it gotta be the spoon. Mm. There's no way cereal could taste it good and be actually healthy for you. Mm. I mean, that's really what's going down with this magic spoon. Bruh. It's literally healthy cereal that tastes delicious and all the best flavors. That's what's the best flavor? The frosted one. Frosted. <laughs> they got frosted. What else, they, what else is mad good in flavor and cereal? Cocoa. Oh, yo. Cocoa. Yo, they got, they got cocoa. They got cocoa. They got cocoa. 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 <laughs> Bro, you they, know what cereal they eat in Charmed? What's that? Magic spoon. <laughs> we don't even know what part of the episode this is going in. It could be before, it could be after. But Mark might have had a premonition. Dude, Mark killed that. We out here. Yo, magic spoon. Honestly, no bullshit. Absolutely delicious. I start the day. Sometimes when I want to get my sugars, mm-hmm. sometimes when I want to just get a little sugar pop, but not too much sugar because it's a healthy cereal. Mm-hmm. You know, low carbs, got low all the other stuff. It's low ass sugar. It's, it's no it's no like artificial sugar, right? Son, this shit, you want me to tell you exactly what's in this shit? Yeah, please do. Dude, magic spoon is literally, it's the best cereal that I've had, bro. It's I, not it's, even a it's game. It's so good, I assume it's mad sugars. Son. Nah. It's not, dog. Yeah, I maple syrup. There's no way it's keto friendly. Son. Oh, it's keto friendly, son. It's keto friendly? Son, it's keto friendly, son. Get out of here. Son. Get out of town. Son, I can't get out of town. I'm being dead serious. Look, let me tell you about this right now. Let me get this up right here. Look at this. Right there. Zero sugar. Zero fucking sugar. What? Zero. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Right? 12 grams of protein. 12. What? I'm going to be brolic. What? I'm going to be brolic on cereal. What? Okay. Okay. Only three net grams of carbs. It's so many, so few carbs you needed a net. <laughs> they was going to slip through every other way. You ever try to catch fish in a river with your hands? You can't do it. How do you do it? A net? You get a net! That's how little carbs are. You need a net. <laughs> Hold on. God, I'm not even done yet. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm how not, are you not done yet? I'm not done yet. How are you not done yet? Hey, it's gluten-free, dog. Gluten-free! Gluten-free! Yo, they done set the gluten-free. <laughs> Ain't no gluten in that mug. You free, yo. Free at last, free at last. Thank Thank God God Almighty, we're gluten-free at last. (laughs) Keto free, Akash. Yo, that shit got no keto, son. I don't believe it. No keto friendly, not free. It's friendly to keto. keto. They love keto, bro. They love the keto, dude. My listen, I had a dream. Son, y'all setting the syllabus moving back way too much. I got. I had a dream. I had a dream. Uh, The young cocoa kids. And young fruity kids, and young frosted kids, and young blueberry kids, 
We'll all play together in a cereal bowl. I forgot about blueberries. I, I had a dream. Fucking blueberries. I had a dream that you could add oat milk, macadamia milk. <laughs> <laughs> we just all lost. Milk. We just lost five black listeners. Keep going. I had a dream <laughs> that I would have a keto friendly, gluten friendly, grain free, soy you know free, how low carbon, get those GMO black free. listeners back if what? I had a magic spoon. Oh my god! Hey, come on back, fellas. Come on back. Come on back. <laughs> Come on uh, back. All right, we up to 20. Keep going. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All you got to do is go We didn't to- land on Magic Spoon. <laughs> Magic Spoon landed on us. All That's right. a fact. We officially a white podcast. Oh, yeah, we a white podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the ba- best black strip club in the motherfucking world? Which city? Al- Which Al- city? Knows about the white Which strip city? <laughs> Atlanta. No. What's Magic the name? Magic City. Magic City, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> What's, what kind of cereal do you think they serve in Magic City? Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon. How you think they scoop out the yeast infections of them girls in there? <laughs> oh With a Magic Spoon, too. Really? Let's, let me tell you something. Yeah, like, shut the fuck up, hell. yo. Y'all are idiots right now. So. Hey, magicspoon.com slash flagrant. You get a variety pack and try it today. And be sure use our promo code flagrant at checkout. You're going to get free shipping on that ass. Free shipping all over that ass. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Where is the shipping? That shipping is going to be all over that ass, and it's going to be free. Ooh, yeah, it is. All over that ass. Let me tell you something. This is how confident Magic Spoon is in the product. This is how confident Magic know. Spoon is. I can't believe I'm about to say it. I got to take my hat off. I got to take my hat off. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. God damn. It's a spoonful of happiness right there. That's a spoonful of happiness. That means when you take a spoonful of it, all you're going to feel is happiness. Little magic. Little magic is on the spoon. Hence the name, Al. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions (laughs) asked. No questions asked. If you don't like it, if you don't feel magic on that fucking spoon, you get your money back. Think about that. Is there a better deal than that? That was pretty magical. You keep that motherfucking cereal. That wasn't magical. You get to still keep the cereal, then you get your money back. That's crazy. You'd have to be a stupid person not to take that bet. That's actually for real. You'd have to be stupid. You have to be real stupid. You have to be Alex level stupid. You have to be Al level stupid. You have to be. That's the only way. All these people donating uh, food to the food bank of LA. Oh, Just Magic Spoon. Bruh. If you don't find yourself being happy afterwards, they're going to give it back. I don't even know what else I have to tell you besides go to magicspoon.com slash flagrant and use the promo code flagrant. Are we done here? I feel like we killed it. Let's get back to the show. All right. So we'll talk about something important like Killmonger versus Loki. Like, why do you put this shit All right, let's end the episode. All right, guys. <laughs> like, we ran out of shit to talk about. I put mad topics. You guys can yeah, but you can I'm not going to lie. What, what, hey, Akash, where are the black topics Don't worry about that. We're talking about you right now. Akash, hey, that's right. I was scared to talk about his black shit. Oh, yeah. Nah, you don't want to be represented on a podcast? You don't want black thoughts represented on a podcast? After you watch some black art and then we can. I watched it. No, you didn't. I did watch it. What happens in the episode? Some black ass They're shit. Black <laughs> as fuck, no, it was black as fuck. So Alex saw this black as fuck show. Nah, on. let's just talk about it. It's a good discussion. Let's say. So they start the discussion. Why would nah, you watch it? Because you have to, to watch it. it. I gotta watch the whole episode. I watched episode one. The shit was mad boring. Nah, yo. the show isn't that great, but every once in a while they have a couple of 
It's five, six episodes. You tell me every once like in a while. Ten, ten episodes. Oh my god! The full season. Son, just tell us the argument. Let's just let's wrap just it up. It. Let's wrap it up. Tell are, us the argument. It was something about Tyler Perry versus Kenya Barris or whatever. Next week. What is the argument? Next week. I want you to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I've already put my You know what down. we can do? <laughs> I'm not going to watch it now. I'm not going to watch it. But I like the argument, and I'll have the discussion. Nah. Kenya Barris is the guy who made Blackish, Brownish, all the ish shows. Tyler Perry is the guy who made Tyler Perry Studios based off of the millions and millions book. of dollars she's made off of Medea and uh, all the other like Meet movies Brown, and television shows that he's made. Yeah. And the argument is that... Kenya Barris is making television for white people to indulge in black culture, and Tyler Perry makes uh, television and movies for black people to indulge in their own culture. Is that more mm-hmm. or less? It's pretty good. Yep. The thing. And um, so, what what is the what is the discussion? That another layer to it is that um, uh, black people can't speak out negatively about other black art because uh, we have very little opportunities in Hollywood. So, if you knock black art that's currently ah. out, it lowers our chances at more opportunities but the downside to that is by not knocking the shit that's whack then you'll never we'll, get the shit you want exactly and we'll create whack shit it and another sword, another yeah. side to that is that white people can't say anything bad about black art also so you'll have like a black movie won't mention names and then it'll have a 99 rotten tomatoes get out. like it's, it's the best thing that's ever been created right but it wasn't that fucking revolutionary but it's just because if a white person comes out and says, oh, this movie wasn't that good, now it's like, oh, you're just not going to because it's Which one movie. was Get Out? Was that the one, the <clears throat> upside down one? Nah. No, that's where the, they kidnapped the black people and turned them into, into white people. That's the movie about Jordan Peele's life. <laughs> <laughs> that was Step for Wives, right? That's Jordan yeah, Peele every yeah, time yeah. he's been attracted to a woman. Right. So yeah. when he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Jordan Peele making a movie about how awful white women are while... Only dating and marrying a white woman. A white woman, yeah, of course. Yeah. This is him projecting or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, I don't think there's anything revolutionary about the story. It's Step for Wives, right? That, it, that has existed. This is yeah, the story that's been told. Yeah, but it got 99 on Rotten Tomatoes because nobody, everybody that's was afraid to That's a great point that, that white people are not allowed to criticize minority art because uh, out of fear, like uh, it would be perceived as racist. That's yeah. why any f- the female Ghostbusters got like an 85% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. And everybody's and like, like, like this shit is trash. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, I think that these are, and then the same thing with the Asian movie. What was it? Something. Oh, Crazy Rich Asians. Not yeah. a good movie. Not a good movie, but white people are like, oh, I love Crazy yeah. Rich Asians. I mean, the same thing so with Nanette and then the Chappelle special was inverse. Yeah. Where like Rotten Tomatoes was trash on it, but the audience rating was super high. So has Chappelle transcended his blackness? Now Chappelle is just a, he's. Because Chappelle is going at quote unquote like lesser minorities or like people who are more minorities than black people right i understand trans whatever i understand why yeah. the the criticism right he's not going along with like uh the way hollywood uh you know sets up its ideals but why is he criticizable despite mm. his blackness and i think it's because he's transcended his blackness i think Chappelle has just become Chappelle, not black comic Chappelle. let me just make a point and so it's like once he's become that now you could criticize him if his opinions are not in line because the argument that they're making right now is you can't criticize black art because of blackness, not because of the opinion within the art. Yeah. Right. So Chappelle is, was highly criticized and he was knocked for his special because he went after these groups. But maybe he's transcended his blackness so that you can't criticize him where you couldn't do that with somebody else. I think there's like a like unspoken hierarchy like of minorities within like 
liberal white people's mind. Right. So when Tracy Morgan says some shit that's not a good joke, but he's like, if I have a gay son, I'm going to kill him, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're a black person, but you're going at gay people. They are more minority or whatever, however, whatever the word is. They're like, they're right. more oppressed. So you can't say that. It's just, you can't punch down as this ideal that's been mm. beaten into their minds. And if they feel like you are punching down to a more oppressed minority, then whoever you are, it's not okay. So to the Chappelle point, those white people that were being critical of Tracy, uh, Tracy Morgan, Morgan, they see him as Tracy Jordan from 30 Rock. Those are the same white people that watch 30 Rock. Those are the same white people that have maybe propped up Tracy Morgan to be this character. And all of a sudden, that character character was saying things that didn't align with who his character was on the show. I think there's... A, I mean, this is a slur, so it's different. And I'm just trying to think of whatever examples pop into my head at the moment. I'm just saying, like, they hear the same rappers say... Like, those white people will not criticize Jay-Z or they'll criticize, like, any rapper for saying, you know, homophobic lyrics, this, that, the other. I think they're only willing to come at the people who've kind of transcended their blackness in a way. Who have become these, like, family names and, like... Rap is hard because I think there's, like, a weird... White people are so afraid to talk anything about rap that they let them get away with stuff they would never let a comic get away with. That right. Rap is, like, its own, like, white people are scared to even delve into those waters of what's offensive lyrics and what's not. Right. But if a rapper said some shit not on a rap song that was homophobic or whatever, I think they'd be like, yo, you can't say that. Mm. You know right. what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Like, if they say something on their social media or whatever the case is, <clears throat> people will come for them. But if they yeah. say that same thing in a song, it's like, oh, for some reason, it's untouchable. It's, it's like, untouchable. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know, like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel it's like a, it's like a weird, unspoken thing that everybody just abides by. Which is all the things that I listened before, like white people can't knock black art. Black people can only uh, show appreciation for other black art or nah, stay but they quiet used to if before like up until like a year and a half ago. Black people used to shit on everything Tyler Perry. Like if you were woke black at all, you would shit on all Tyler Perry. I remember Red Tails coming out years ago and all my like woke black friends were like, yo, don't watch. I think a Medea movie come around at the same mm -hmm. time. They're like, don't watch that shit. Watch Red Tails. Yo, that's a movie about black people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Red Tails was like a Steven Spielberg movie. You're just giving money back to a white guy. Yeah. Tyler Perry, that's trash. Don't go see that. That's going back into a black person's pocket who has a black studio in Atlanta, but somehow that's not cool to you. And then Twitter just caught on to what Tyler Perry does. So I, I, I wouldn't say I vocalized it publicly, but I used to think on that same sentiment. And I was like, I don't like Tyler Perry films because like the characters in there are very stereotypical and like not coonish, but like like dance, you know, and yeah. they're extra hood, extra all the negative connotations, whatever that word is, uh, that associated with black people. But then we felt that, oh, okay, if he gets popularity with making those movies, then those are going to be the only roles for black people. That's why we knocked that shit. Because, like, I can still watch a Tyler Perry film and laugh at it, but... Medea is a hilarious I'm character, hoping, objectively. I'm hoping that that's not the only movies I'm going to see. Yeah, but you know what helps is black movies doing well. And also, the people I know that like Tyler Perry movies, we're black. So if my market... Like, if my people like this, who am I to shame them for liking anything we put out? Like, I hear people try to say Russell Peters is, like, offensive because he makes accents. Indians I know growing up, we all loved Russell. Mm -hmm. So if he's making shit for us, who the fuck are you to tell him he's wrong or us we're wrong for liking someone that looks like us doing stuff that makes us laugh? Yeah. That's no, why I don't I, understand I the, like, the wokeness my, of I've it all. I've definitely my, I've switched sides since. Like, you know, I... 
appreciate what I like and I knock what I don't. Is Tyler criticized by Southern blacks uh, as strongly I, I really, as he's criticized by like I think he's Northern only criticized and by blacks? woke whack, uh, woke, woke blacks. blacks. That's what I mean. So it's like, but depending, the woke blacks kind of exist in like New York and California. They're more here. Major they're cities. there, but they're, they're more coastal, here. right? Yeah. I'm just curious because maybe their black, maybe their life within blackness is not relatable to what Tyler talks about. And maybe the characters that Tyler talks about seem cartoonish to these like New York and California blacks, but maybe they're like really relatable to figures in their lives to the Southern blacks. Like maybe they have an uncle that's like that. They have an aunt. They have a big mama. You know, they have these people that operate really similarly. And they're like, this isn't that crazy. You think it's cartoonish, but to us, it's not like that duck dynasty show. I bet in New York and California, white people are like, ah, he's a bunch of hillbillies. I bet if you go down south, it's like, nah, I got an uncle that wears, uh, what is it called? Army fatigues or whatever that shit is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Forgot to go. Uh, wears army fatigues or whatever every single day, just like that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's just a lack of relatability. And one of the problems with like looking at blackness uh, as a monolith, like looking at one type of blackness, mm-hmm. and then when you don't live up to that type of blackness, you're like, oh, yeah, this doesn't make sense. I think the most interesting thing about like the black ish show or like the Tyler Perry show, et cetera, is that I think oftentimes the way that the people appreciate things are when they live up to your view of them. Hmm. Right. So it's like maybe yeah. the people that appreciate the Tyler Perry mu- movies, they're going, Oh yeah, this is how I see black people. And maybe the people that appreciate the black shows are like, Oh, this is how I see black people. Mm-hmm. I think that's where woke black people get offended though, is they think, White people look at black people like Medea. Yes. And, and that's the thing is like white people aren't watching Medea. White people are watching blackish, right? Because they maybe that's closer to how they see black people. They're like, okay, I see black people existing in these white spaces and I see them acting quote unquote black within these white spaces. But I also don't see them being like a stereotype that Medea would be. Mm-hmm. That'd be a little too far fetched. If anything, I'd feel a little bit guilty enjoying that because it's like, is there some sort of a you know, leaning into like the extreme of cultural stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, Something I was afraid of happening was that Hollywood would see the success of Medea movies and be like, Oh, let's make our own. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. That was my biggest issue. I was like, Oh no. I mean, is that big mama's house? I I mean, big mama's house was Medea wasn't popping when big mama's house. Okay. Yeah. I think it might've been plays. I think that she started as plays. I don't meet the Brown started as plays like this motherfucker is a, monster yeah, dog. Yeah. oh yeah plays to movies to tv shows creative genius and business exec it's like, yeah it's, no he's a beast yeah. yeah shit changed in terms of perception of tyler perry when he built his own studio huh yep. second <laughs> you see that studio people are like shit i might have to put on one of them fucking costumes right? <laughs> like, <laughs> even when he had it at first though it, all of a sudden he had to literally just start doing some oprah shit and being like yo walmart everything i got on layaway i'm paying for it like he, that's what yeah. it took for people to be like, oh, Tyler Perry's doing it. Mm. But it is really funny. Is like you don't, you do need a show. You can't just tell, right? Like, it, it, there was this common thing you'd hear, like a lot of like black entertainers saying, like, I'm not gonna put on a dress. And I think yeah. like Dave Chappelle got it in people's heads that like that's what the Hollywood industry tries to make you do is put on a dress. They want to emasculate black men. I I don't think it was about emasculating black men. I think it there is you could add racism into it by going, what's funny or comedic juxtapositions. So. What is the most masculine thing some nerdy exec sees? Probably the black male. 
And then what is funny to some corny exec is seeing the most masculine thing look feminine, mm-hmm. right? Schwarzenegger that, in a dress sounds funny. Schwarzenegger in a dress. Can't even knock it. Mm-hmm. Right? Michael Sarah in a dress, not funny. There was actually it's a close. movie where Schwarzenegger got pregnant. He, I don't think he wore dresses and shit, but yeah. there was a movie where he got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing Mr. Olympia, whatever that shit yeah. is, Mr. Universe, dressed as a girl, right? Or pregnant as yeah. a girl. There's a comedic juxtaposition, juxtaposition there. Now, you, there's an element of race and everything. You could go, why do they see black males as this hyper-masculine thing that would be funny if you yeah. made them feminine? Okay, maybe you look at black males in a little bit different light than you look at. Maybe you're a little scared. Maybe you're whatever. There you go. That's... Mm. And, and that is your, what is it called? Uh, bias? Yeah, subconscious bias yeah. or something. You know, that is that subconscious bias that they have. But I don't think it's as simple as there was a meeting where a bunch of execs were like, hey, why don't we uh, get black people to wear wigs and dresses? That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll emasculate all the blacks like that. Yeah, I don't think it's happened. And then I think they touch on that, too, because they're like, look at, there was a movie, uh, Tootsie, in 1982, where, I don't know, Michael Dorsey, some guy, he dressed up like a girl. And then you have, of course... Um, What's Mrs. the comedian, Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire? Like, it's yeah, been it, done. Like, it's the corniest yeah. version of comedy. It's like, what if you look at Instagram comedians, right? Not to knock them, but like, what is the first thing they go to when they're trying to make a funny skit? Someone who doesn't really have any like comedy writing skill. What do they Wearing do? Dresses? They throw a fucking wig on. They yeah. throw a dress. This is how girls act, right? It is the lowest common denominator yeah. of joke, right? Yeah. Like, back in the day, every comic would just do a gay voice as a joke. Yeah. And it was hilarious because mm. it's a person who you do not see as gay acting gay. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's just the easiest way to make a joke. If we're making fun of each other, we're going to do it in an emasculating way. That's just what happens in a locker room. Mm-hmm. It's just a funny thing to do. Um, but it is an interesting discussion. It's cool to see them talk about. It. I'd love to see them do it out of a scripted. Like, I'd love to see them have a podcast about it. Mm. And maybe both of those things are important. Maybe there's like a Martin Malcolm thing there. It's like, hey, I need to do this for us, the Malcolm approach. Yeah, that's, and then that scene really felt like that. It felt like, like that. And then Martin like was that. like, I know you need to do that, but I also need to make sure there's an integration play as well. So it's like, we should watch this episode, guys. Have a discussion <laughs> next week. I really think this is there's some valuable here. <laughs> so, um, oh, that was good. Yo, we got to wrap this up. I yeah. totally forgot we were supposed to call Mike Feeney. Yeah, we could have called Feeney and put this discussion next week. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so Mike Feeney we're gonna have to let me call Mike Feeney right now nah let's do it when we can do it right and put him on the screen and all that shit alright bet yeah. so Mike we're gonna call you next week our bad but you don't know that it's our bad cause you're texting me thinking it was your bad <laughs> so I'm gonna let you think it was your bad you're bad Mike <laughs> uh, alright guys thank you so much for listening it's been another episode of Flagrant peace God bless